Merry Christmas. This is the Outside Gate with Steve Hall on the L4 Media Network, where we're talking US moto and anywhere the conversation goes. Welcome to the first Bogan Christmas episode. With us today is my fellow Aussie moto Bogan, Captain Gingerbeard. How are you, dude? Hello, mate. I'm great. It's good to be here with you today, having a few beers. That's right. We are drinking. It's a Christmas episode. And uh, so just straight off the top, I'm just apologising for both of us for any poor behaviour. Um, they don't call us bogans for nothing. And um, especially especially me, I know Ginge likes to partake in a beverage fairly regularly. I don't anymore since I turned into a fit old guy. I don't drink much, so they're likely to. But I still, but the love of beer hasn't left me. I Beer is one of my three favourite things that all start with B. Uh, so there's beer and bikes and guess the other one. And um, But, uh, yeah, I don't drink that often. So a good chance they uh, hit me like a ton of bricks and I start um, start talking a lot of uh, start talking a lot of shit. Anyway, <laughs> for a start, um, so what we're going to do in this episode, we are going to get into a... Um, a bit of a pre-season breakdown, pre-season review, uh, pre preview, I should say. And we've both figured out our top 10 predictions for the 450 class. We'll talk a little 250, but as you know, we don't know who the hell's riding where. Or we, there's, there's some pretty solid rumours on a couple of teams. but So we'll mostly talk 450. But for a start, we're just going to have a bit of a general conversation. Uh, Ginger's got a few topics he wants to bring to the table about the the season passed, and I want to hear a little bit about um, where uh, what Ginger's been up to. So where he lives is Darwin, which is uh, if you aren't an Aussie and you look at a map, uh, it's basically right at the top, right in the middle. Um, it's the capital city of the Northern Territory, and that is uh, basically, um, you know, uh, where you uh, come out of... Um, a couple of days worth of desert into uh, a little bit of suburbia and uh, the ocean and um, and a lot of islands and a lot of rivers and lakes and swamps and um, definitely definitely saltwater crocodile country as well as you know uh, a lot of other things that like to bite you and um, you grew up there, Ginge. So uh, to you, it's just like uh, whatever you know. Yeah, they're about you know a bit like me, you know down where I am, the only really nasty thing we have is uh, snakes. The, the bad snakes are everywhere across the country. So, But um, same for me. It's like snakes and you know, whatever, as long as they're not near me, me pets or little yeah. kids, you know. And um, But, yeah, interesting place. I know a lot of the Americans still love Crocodile Dundee and basically the, the – uh, that was probably that was probably bloody shot outside Darwin for you know for all we know yeah yeah it would have been in Arnhem Land there somewhere which isn't too far away from here only a couple of hours but yeah yeah cool. yeah cool just like you and saying, there's the crocodiles are just everywhere if if you go out and you don't see one you're probably doing something wrong on a river system so they're pretty yeah 
And you go out fishing, you go out fishing for barramundi in a, in a tinny on those rivers. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Not all the time, but everyone's starting to get pretty big boats now, so there's not, not much to really worry about in a six-metre boat. You sort of do as you want, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're out there in a six-metre boat and there, there's every chance that somewhere underneath you there's a six-metre croc. Yeah, definitely, yeah. that's the way so good for fishing but not for swimming yeah 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 ah cool cool oh and just oh i gotta always remember when i um say something that's too aussie so a tinny a tinny is just a a nickname for a little boat made out of tin i guess yeah yeah that's what most tinnies are actually (laughs) aluminium not tin That's just, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. If it, if a boat's, you know, at sort of pretty small size, it just gets called a tinny instead of a boat. Yeah, yeah man. Very good. Hey, um, so these topics you got, um, do you want to hit us up with some of them? Or, or do you want to tell, just tell us a little bit about the Northern Territory motocross scene? Because there is a little scene up there. Um, you've there you've raced up there and, um, and, uh, and you've been involved with a bit of sponsorship and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I raced a lot as a junior between sort of, I didn't start riding till I was about 12 on a 60 and then raced all the way through till I was 16 and and gave that up to become a carpenter as every smart bloke tries to do. And I spent a long time away from the sport before I decided I wanted to jump back in. I went down to a couple of race meetings and saw that there's not a lot of support from the bike shops anymore. And that's not a personal attack on them. It's just business, you know, selling side-by-sides and adventure bikes and Harleys are far more profitable than just helping a couple of kids out on some dirt bikes. So I met a mate of mine down at the track having a ride one afternoon. We had a few beers together and decided that we'd team up and try and sort of bring a heap of local businesses together and sponsor us to sponsor these kids sort of thing. We went looking at making any money out of it whatsoever. It was just something for us to entice a couple of kids to stay riding. And we never picked the fastest kids. We always picked the ones that looked like they had the ability to go fast. They just didn't have the right directions. So money and and our time down there helping them always helps. But you're also limited with how much you can do having a sort of six day a week job also. So we we're definitely trying to do the best that we can, bringing a lot of money through. Yeah, it's definitely a decent couple of grand we're bringing through just as two young local blokes that wanted to keep some kids on some motorbikes, and we really enjoy it. So, Cool, man. Did you end up getting a bit of buy-in from the bike shops once you started? Well, that actually took a couple of years to get going through the bike shop. We sort of just had the money and then bought the stuff through the bike shop for them. It wasn't until the start of this year, so that would have been three years in, where the bike shop let us set up an account there where our sponsors would just pay the money direct into an account and then our boys could come in and spend the money on anything part-related. They couldn't go in there and buy gear and stuff like that. It was just all parts for the bikes. But we supplied them cool. with A-Stars, gear, graphics kits, all sorts of things. It, it was sort of a non-stop sort of revolving door of parts and gear and 
it got a little bit out of hand there when the Aussie titles were coming up. So <laughs> we had to pull the reins on it. Yeah. The um, and yeah, so you, the Aussie titles were in the territory, weren't they? Um, did they end up? They ended up in Darwin, yeah. Yeah, so it's a Acacia Hills Motocross Club, which is about forty-five minutes out of Darwin, about half an hour away from Palmerston, where we live. Yeah, it's a tiny little track, but I would say, like, as my own opinion, it's probably more of a like a novelty track, like a backyard track. I've not really been around the country to see any of these other tracks except for one in South Australia. But it's definitely not to the sort of scale that you would expect an Aussie title to be. Understand. Sounds like a good track for me. Sounds like a good track for me. Is it a good good veterans track? Yeah. Veteran veterans track, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no elevation, it's dead flat and like it ruts up, it gets rough. It's a good little track. It was just I think for the juniors being like, I think they were doing like a minute 20 around it or something. Like, I've never seen kids ride a motorcycle so fast in my life. Like, holy fuck. These little one, two, fives just squealing around this track that I've ridden for years going, me, I'm like 30 seconds down on the lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. some of these young blokes, man, there's like, I've been, um, you know, most, most of the time in Vic, um, there is, um, it's a pretty good, pretty good rule, and it's pretty well enforced that juniors and seniors aren't on the track together. But every yeah. now and again, when you get some kids that are real guns, you know, really fast, they're they're actually safer um, with the being seniors, seniors yeah. than but then being with, with a that. kid that's learning that's still learning the clutch on his sixty five, you know. So yeah. so they might they might swap it around for common sense sake. And I've had um, yeah. some of these kids fly by me, and um, if I, I feel you feel bad and good all at the same time, you know, because it's like <laughs> I feel bad, like fuck, and what an old cut am I, you know, fuck. Yeah. But then you look at this kid, and you're like, that kid's fucking awesome. So it's like a mixture of emotions in it. It's like fucking how good's this kid, you know? <laughs> so um, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's it, yeah. particularly particularly rub salt in the wound when there's a jump that I can't even fucking clear and then they clear it on their fucking 65 yeah. or 85, you know. I, think what hurt, I got a bit of an ego check a few years ago from young Caleb that rode for us. And at the start of that, we were paying him cash to get podiums and wins and stuff. And then at the end of the year, we just sort of accumulate the money and buy him gear and stuff like that that he needed for the next year. But when we first put him on, and I'll say this proudly, and I could smoke Caleb. I could blow his fucking doors off. But it didn't take very long, and I was... I come back into the pits with my tail between my legs because I had nothing for it. (laughs) (laughs) They just... Yeah, yeah. They get to that age, and it's sort of like the 15, the 14, the 15... And so they wake up one morning and they decide, I know how to do this now. And it just, the speed picks up just out of nowhere. You think, Where the f- how come you weren't doing that last week? What the fuck has changed? Yeah, I get what you mean, man. I've seen that with some mate's sons and and that sort of thing, you know. I've, and, um, you know, uh, I was pretty involved with um, 
with a junior off-road club. Um, and, um, yeah, there were some kids that were just fast right from the moment they were on a peewee. And then you, there's some other kids that are just – they're pretty good, but they're not like, you know, they, they don't quite have, have it, you know. And then sometimes, yeah. yeah, they get to a certain age and it is that sort of middle teenage years where all of a sudden it's just like, what the fuck happened, you know? And like one young fellow in particular, I'm thinking of, he was a good little rider, you know, very competent in that, but always a little cautious, not super fast. And his dad's fast as fuck. Yeah. And um, and I hadn't seen him for a couple of years and um, he'd shot up and he'd, he'd gotten to, you know, like sort of 15 or, or so. And his dad said, he's fucking beating me now. And I was like, what the fuck? And this kid's fucking lightning now. So, yeah, it, um, sometimes they just they just figure it out, don't they? Yeah. And the, the sport's such a niche little thing up here. There's, you know, at a race meeting, you'd be portioned to get 60 bikes on a race night. And we've, our track is 2.2Ks. It's average about a minute. 52 minutes if you're an A grader and it's under lights all year but we still struggle to get the riders there like how many of you guys down in Victoria and all the eastern side of the country would love to have a racetrack under lights but it's mm. just it, it doesn't get enough exposure up here there's not enough sort of there's not enough people involved basically to have it as like a profitable thing for the club to continue to yeah. have rounds all through the year. Like they might have six rounds under lights for the whole year. But when I was racing for 18 years ago as a junior, we were having nine, 12 races a year under lights. We would do motocross. It was like stadium motocross. So it was like a minute lap time. And then there was a natural train track that was ran beside it. It was like the water cart lane. We used to race that yeah. as well. And then yeah. on a Friday night, sometimes you'd have flat track and short circuit to race at the same complex. Yeah. Has has just um, – what's changed up there, man? Is is the population – is there not as many kids now? Or the population, the age has changed, anything like that? Is Darwin filling up with fucking old cunts retiring to the heat or what's no, the so story? The average, the average age of Darwin's population is like 33. So – Oh, so it's very young, very young. Yeah, so they haven't got enough kids yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. And just from what I've noticed in the sport, it's a lot of the four-stroke era pushed a lot of people out with the affordability. Yep, Um, yep. There are are a number of A-graders ride, like on a good night, you get 10 on on the gate. We've got a 40-gate start. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. 10 bikes up there people don't want to watch that you know like mm. it's a bit deflating if you go down there like, oh, i'm gonna watch a grade and then there's 10 bikes on the line but a lot of them yeah. are starting to jump on two strokes now to make it a bit more affordable they're not they're not the same age as i 33 you know they're all 18 19 up to 25 and then a lot of them sort of drop off the sport altogether and you don't see them anymore yeah but it, yeah. that was a big thing was the expense. And I don't know what it is up here, but everything is more expensive. Like, mm. Just tra- uh, honestly, man, I can answer that. Yeah, it's tra- transport costs. 
transport yeah. co- when when the when the you know you can just you can see that with what what was it when when scots went bust so scots was the the country's um second biggest transport company i don't know how many trucks a fucking lot of trucks and when they um when the fuel prices went uh went berserk there about i don't know what was that two three years ago there was some we better not we better we better be careful we don't ease into politics but there was some fucking there was some fucking excuse made to fucking ramp the price of fucking uh petrol up and and it basically doubled in a few months didn't it yeah and then it's never gone back down and if you didn't know what the excuse is you've had your head up your ass the whole time so (laughs) yeah yeah that's right yeah (laughs) and um and yeah, so transport costs just went berserk. So like the cost of the cost of just about everything in the country um, doubled. You know, well, you're you're a chippy. I'm a um, I, I, I'm not allowed to call myself a chippy, but I do a lot of chipping because I'm an unqualified hack. But um, the price of timber, the price of timber doubled, man, didn't it? So you know, yeah. like the price of timber doubled, the price of fuel doubled. So we were um, having trouble just getting timber to build the roof trusses out of like we couldn't even get yeah. a roof delivered because there's no timber around. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the Aussie timber comes from Tassie and New Zealand. A lot of the pine. Yeah. Yeah. We use so it was all sit it was all sit it was all sitting in the dock at uh in the dock at uh, Melbourne and the and the big the big builders who are also been going bust like the transport companies. They were buying up all the timber and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we better stop talking about that stuff, hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just always goes down the same spiral. We always start somewhere and it fucking taters off to something else completely. <laughs> we start being but, uh, grumpy blokes, grumpy tradies, yeah. fucking <laughs> grumpy tradies fucking yelling about politicians. The doom hey? gloom and nothing we can fix. <laughs> yeah. So you better drag out. I know you got a list of notes there about um, some topics you want to touch on about um, the uh, the season pass, man. Yeah. So the floor is yours, man. Get stuck into it. So I've I've spoken to a few people about this idea, and I reckon a lot of people have got the same opinion, if not the same, might be a little bit, but on the same sort of track is. I really think the 250 class should be not a regional championship. I yeah, really a... think it should be the 17 rounds and and then you do seven rounds of futures for the kids coming up. Because oh yeah, yeah. You want to have you want to have the elites on 250s. So then you're pumping when you get a 450 ride because it's not certain especially with this regional series you got championship champions just every year bang 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 some of them disappear some of them do nothing some just ride around in 10th and the 450s so why can't we have the 250 championship 17 round championship you win it twice get a 450 ride that means the 450 guys get their rides for a lot longer they don't have to worry about, you know, just some new kid because he's got it written in his deal, he's going to get a 450 ride. You keep them blokes on them bikes, like for Tomax instance, for longer. Do you know sort of where I'm getting at? And you, yeah. you stack the 250 class with 
the talent that really deserves to be in it rather than splitting and group of people here, group of people there. It's really hard for the fans to follow a regional championship. Like, who the fuck is he? Where did he come from? I was just, how come none of them are at the race this weekend? Like, always explaining yeah, yeah. to them it's regional. Like, and, and on the broadcast and all the media, they're always banging on about how we need to make it easier for the, the new viewer. I was like, stop worrying about the new viewer because they're not just going to stumble across Supercross and get interested and start watching it. It's for folks like us that are obsessed with it, hard into it. Do what you want with it. We're mm. still going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could put out you could put out cones in the fucking Walmart parking lot and I'm still going to fucking watch it. So, yeah. You know, so cool, man. Explain the, um, yeah, so, well, not explain, but I, I've, I've heard it lots of times and I, what I always wonder about is the um, the people that miss out. But then what you just said about the futures is probably the out for that. So if the futures may be allowed, um, I don't, does the futures even have an age limit or just an experience limit? But maybe the age limit goes up a bit in futures. So you get that kid, you, you get a kid who's, who's um, coming from not a lot of money and he hasn't been able to get to as many big amateur events uh, um, as, you know, as um, other kids um say he's uh he's he's grown up in cali and he wants to just do west coast stuff and there's no way him and his family can afford to go east but um he's pretty talented i guess if there's more of these futures rounds um that maybe gives that kid a chance to get out there in those you, do you get what i mean like i, I hate to think yeah. people are missing out yeah yeah but I've, I've also got an answer for that too is yeah, where, man. So, Pro Circuit have got four 250 riders. They've got two East, two West, let's just say. So, instead of that, they have two 250 riders, their best 250 riders racing the full championship, but the other two are now racing futures. So, they still have the same amount of riders. They still have their other amateur program. It's just you step out of the amateur program into the futures and then once you sort of point out of that, whatever, then you jump into the 17-round championship. I think that's going to it's gonna save a lot of bodies, I think, because, you know, you've got twice mm. as many people racing two championships. I think you might prolong their careers even a bit longer. And that's you're going to make them smarter a lot quicker rather than sprinting out a short series and then it's the jump to the 450 where they're like, oh, you've got to finish the season. Like, that's the first step. So, but if you've already learned mm. that on a 250, I think you're going to save a lot of bodies. I like the futures, man, I, and I'd like to see so, more of it. Yeah. I mean, we run three classes in Australia and it works a fucking treat, doesn't it? Yeah. It works a fucking treat. Like the MX3, SX3 class works awesome. And yeah. you could put like a, like a mod limit on the futures bikes, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, mm. basically, just an amount that the bike can be worth. I don't know if that's going to bring in claiming regulations and all that shit that happened at Loretta's the other year. But it's just, it's definitely something I've been thinking about for a few years. And then now that this SMX things come about, mm. it sort of leads. It that sort of glorified my way of thinking was now that they've got this SMX round. 
these three round playoffs. But there's three number one plates handed out over the year. As they say, if you're a new fan of the sport, how the fuck do you understand that? Mm. Now, in the 250 yeah. class, you've got two Supercross plates, you've got an outdoors plate, you've got four plates you're handing out for one class over the year. What the fuck's going on? Who's champion? Mm. So you could almost turn the 17-round Supercross season into 15, have a 10-round outdoor season, and then a five-round playoff where the last three rounds are your, the last two rounds are double, triple points. But the first two rounds, you drop 22nd to 15th. Then the next round, you drop 15th to 10th. And then the last two rounds are just for the fifth. The blokes in points to fifth. Mm. And battle it out like that. And have it as when you win that, that's when you get the number one plate. If it's the SMX World Championship, that's the number one plate, isn't it? Or are these other things? I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on that. I'm not sold on SMX. SMX is still a novelty to me. So yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's, that's what I'm thinking. A, What's more yeah. important? But they, but as soon as SMX was on TV, they're like the most crazy thing ever. And then this person's won it, and that person's won it seven times. You're like, what? Isn't this the first time you've had it? Yeah, they. They, um, I, I reckon even the guys who said those things and and plan to say those things, I think they all know they were fucking that up. <laughs> they were fucking that up, you know, because they kept changing it. At one stage, Ricky was a fucking twenty-something time fucking champion, you know, like because they were adding it all up to call him a superman, like I think that yeah. And the then they five class, the two fifty class, they chill. They chilled it right back in the end and stopped all that shit. But yeah, there was, I don't know, like the, the SMX was fucking cool. It was extra racing. It was really yeah. interesting. Um, it was great fun. But at this stage, it's a, it's a, um, it's a little extra novelty. It's a Monster Cup. It's a US Open. You know, it's that sort of vibe, and I, and I really enjoyed it. But that that's the vibe it was that. The premier titles are the ones that have always been there. So, yeah, and I totally agree yeah. with you. And my sort of thought in it is, why are you pushing something so hard if you're not going to make a drastic change with the sport? Just have that as a novelty thing. Call it the fucking, I don't know, the Monster Energy Triple Crown Humpty Dumpty Championship or something like who. <laughs> Like fuck me, they race all year. Like Jet, fucking won it. Like he didn't even race Supercross. So how is it a playoff? Like wouldn't you have to be in both championships mm. to win it? Like I really don't understand how that works either. But the yeah, the, it's yeah. it's not a playoff, man. The the playoff, uh, the playoff um, terminology to me is it, it it's not right. It wasn't a playoff. It's not that's not how playoffs work in any other sport. You know, like. Um, if it was a playoff, the last race would have had two guys in it, you know, which you can't do in yeah. motorsport. Like it's, I know NASCAR, NASCAR has their chase thing and all that. And I, I don't know how that works. So no. I, I, I don't know, but 
is I think that might have been a little bit of inspiration behind some of the terminology in that. But we'd have to ask our um, American friends what the fuck NASCAR does. But I do follow some mainstream, some stick and ball American sports, and I understand how yep. playoffs work there. And it's exactly the same as how the uh, what Aussies would call finals in our mainstream sports, where yeah, you, you know basically to, you get the top the, the top the top bunch, and then it whittles down to the last two. You know that's how our playoffs um, work. Losers play the losers to stay in the top eight, and then away you go, and, sort of, and so on. Yeah. But man, you had uh, on your list there of topics. You had some more Super Motocross stuff. Is that um, stuff we've already covered in that little conversation or is there another yeah, thing was, you wanted to talk about? That was basically the gist of it. But I think just going back to what I was saying is they either go all in on the SMX or they keep it but make it separate. Yeah. So it's not the SMX playoffs. It's just the it's the season finals or something. So it's a bit like just a bit more. It's another championship to win, not the yeah. championship to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, dif- it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. I think it has to be, it, it has to be like that. Call it the monster energy triple crown again. Like, yeah. Cause it is three races. Like, yeah. Yeah. Keep it. A, it's a, it's a separate thing to me. Like I'll, the um hybrid hybrid tracks don't work like hybrid tracks don't work it's there's it's two different sports so they don't fucking work you know and um i think if you want to do it if you want to have a full supercross round a full motocross round you know and then a um like a um a uh, a daytona-ish round or something like that yeah. so you know um where you sort of really um, sticking to the disciplines or the, or the v- slight variances in disciplines. There goes another can for Ginge. Right, Ginger's on about fucking eight already, I think, because he has on, he had a big nah. fucking head start. <laughs> on another four, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Number four. So I just I just cracked that first one just at the start of the show. So while we're talking beer, so we both drink Victorian beer. So Ginge is on the Vic the Victorian bitter. Which is um, which is made in Melbourne, and uh, and it's very popular across the entire country. Though the green cans, um, and I'm on the Carlton Draft, which is made in the same brewery as the Victorian Bitter. <laughs> it's just a different <laughs> uh, a different flavour, and it's pretty probably uh, probably the most popular beer in in Victoria, along with the Victoria Bitter. So yeah, it's good good stuff. Hey, good Aussie beer's pretty fucking good, isn't it? Oh mate, when I went to England, I could, I could, sh- I could murder someone for an Aussie beer. Like I don't know yeah. how they drink it. I was trying cause lights and fucking Bud Light and all that other shit over in England. It was just rubbish, man. It's, it's I wouldn't even call it. What's beer. your What's your favourite international beer that you've have tried? Mine might surprise you. actually can't bring the name of it to my head um what country is it from it's it's an i think it's an english beer but they were in england 
my partner's family was calling it domestic violence in a can, which is just a sad <laughs> <story>. <laughs> Not condoning that. No, no, not at all. If you can't handle it, don't drink it. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Not even. Nah, I, 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 was just, can, I was just. I was just about to roll out a fucking classic one-liner from a cr- classic movie, <laughs> and I thought better of it. So move on. I reckon if I had a favourite international beer, it'd probably it'd have to be a Corona. Okay. Yeah. 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 I um. I mean, yeah. Everyone's drank them. Yeah, they're all right. They're all right. They're pretty sort of yeah, easy drinking. They're pretty um. Yeah. And that's why they're just easy drinking, aren't they? Too, yeah, 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 they're an easy drink. My favorite international beer is Asahi, which is a Japanese beer. Yeah. I don't even know, know if you've had it, but it's I've a fucking good drop. And it, it is actually, it is actually like if it was an Aussie beer, you wouldn't be surprised. Like, I was, yeah, it's not bad stuff. I know I was just at a work function once at a, at a sort of, you know, a trendy, a trendy Port Melbourne, you know, flogs pub. And, um, they didn't have all your usual stuff. They had all the, you know, craft beer and all the, the the international stuff. And and I got onto those Asahi Japanese beers and fucking pretty good, pretty good man. Yeah. yeah but like I've tried, I've tried. Um, oh, you know, we all beer drinkers. You get on a thing where you go to one of these fancy, um, you know, flogs pubs, posh restaurant sort of, or not posh. I don't go to any posh restaurant, but like a. <laughs> A posh, a posh bar, a posh bar, you know, a trendy bar, city yeah. bar, and they have all the different beers. I've been, we've all been to them, and you and you go like, well, I'm going to fucking just try one of all of these, you know, and yeah. But then you, because you drink so much, you forget which ones you liked. So it was a fucking waste of time. So yeah, yeah, that happens. But uh, ah, cool, man. What else you got on that list? What else you got on that well, list of topics? The next thing I want to talk about. I reckon is sushi. Sushi, my man. Joe my man, the little warrior. Yep. I've got concerns. Not about. Oh no, bike. no. Not about. No. Not about the program. I've got concerns about the future if he does well. Yeah. Why? So you tell me. Let's say he wins two regional Supercross championships in the next two years, right? Yeah, he wins. When, when he wins them, when he wins them, when he, let's, yeah, 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 let's be real. <laughs> when he wins them, he's my guy. <laughs> already, they might as well just post the trophy to Deegan's place because he's already won it. Um, if he wins, well, I think they're going to be on different titles, coasts this year, yeah, and, which is which is good. And, and I applaud Deegan. Everyone's been giving him a hard time about racing East, but why wouldn't you to win your first championship there and then win the harder one? Your second year, and then bounce. Go see you later. Leave all your pussies behind. But I think if Joe goes and wins two championships on this Honda 250, where does he go? Mm. Where does he go? I have thought of that. Yeah. Okay. I I get. I get your um. They're not trading Hunter out for Joe. Like you basically you signed under Honda to just to go where. Just like mm. you win two titles and they go, sorry, I don't know if you heard about these Lawrence brothers, but we're not getting rid of them. And they, mm. like, they never will. Because if they want to, no. one of them wants to bounce to another team, they're going to be like, ah, nah, 
he's just another, gonna pay him more. Yeah, yeah, he's another couple hundred. You know? Yeah. Right. So I don't know if that's put Joe in a in a worse spot than what he would have been if he stayed at Cowie, but I don't mm. I haven't really worked, I guess, worked all that out. I guess but, if you if you're if you're Joe, you're you're looking you know, you, you probably got to look short term at the, at a two hundred and fifty title for a start. I guess so. I guess yeah. that's where his mind's at. Where where am I going to be to get this two hundred and fifty title? Um, but you're right. Like Honda's pretty locked in for a good while now, you know. And um, but then I guess there's always a chance of um, you know depends depends on a lot of things. Like one thing we you know us um, fans, even fans as as like nose in ass deep as we are is um we don't know the financial side of things you know we don't know about the money that gets spent it's one thing that we're no. totally in the dark about so whether in the future there's room for a three rider team you know i mean it, it, it's happened before it's happened with different teams um star yamaha i got it going right now albeit that's you know that's bobby reagan's checkbook that's doing that um but, you know, there's been times in the past where factory teams have run more than two guys. So I guess it's never say never, but, um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, he um, he ends up uh, not on Honda, you know, if, if there isn't a spot. That said, yeah. you know, there is, there is a lot yeah. of riders. There's a lot of riders. They're about to start um, dipping out. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I, I remember I did a, I did an article, trying to think. I did an article where there's a massive amount of them with 27, and that's probably a couple of years ago. There's probably a lot, a lot of them that are like 29 this year, um, yeah. that are going to, uh, and like I mean a lot. Like of of our top 10 list, we've got going now. Like more than half of them will be gone in a few years, most most likely, you know. Some of them might get on the Brayton program and, and the Chad Reed program and, and stick around, but, um, but that, there's likely to be that, a lot of rides open up. But does that create so, another problem where them 450 teams are now just going to pull their, their dedicated guys that have got on 250s up early rather than sliding someone in from another team? Hmm. Maybe, so really maybe. Open up any positions. All you're going to do is just transfer members of your team upper class, and the spots aren't really open. It's just a facade, really. Now, I think they're smart enough, man. That if a guy like Joe, say Joe goes out and he wins two regional titles in the next two years, which yeah. he he could and and should, and um, and then Honda, and I'm biased as fuck because he's my guy. Yeah. But like Honda is um, like we can't afford a third 450 guy. The Lawrence brothers are it. You, Joe, you're gonna find something else. Um, you know, like um, there's a you know, the, and and say um, for example, um, Star, right? For example, Star, Eli's retiring. Um, and Coop's retiring, and um, you know they're going to look at Joe compared to you know um, I guess like a Nate Thrasher, uh, Daxton Benick, these guys. You know, I think I think the fact that you know if, if um, 
if Joe had that great record, he would still they'd still want to bring in someone with a great record over. You know, I think performance performance is going to trump loyalty with these teams. Yeah. So I, I think I um, agree with what you're saying. Mm. Definitely, but I just think. Like, as a person, like, if I won two regional titles for Honda, I would want to race the 450 Honda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get Like, I've done this for you so I can ride your 450 and now I can't. I've got to go, like, what if he ends up on Club MX or something like that? It's a completely different bike, completely different program. Don't have the resources. And then straight away, it's just it peels away that top layer of talent and he's in another bottleneck then because, man, I just think them Lawrence boys are going to get paid so much money you could launch a fucking space shuttle with it. Do you think that... um, I can see um, Myrtle starting to rival Elon Musk. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I can see the... um, you know, I can see um, what if if Myrtle if Myrtle um, started an electric car company, what would he call it? The lollipop. The lollipop. Just, oh, okay. He'd just be <laughs> just because he'd be licking him so much. Yeah. Save him <laughs> from himself. No, we me and Ginger have picked. We me and Ginger have privately picked on Myrtle a bit. There's nothing personal. <laughs> There really is nothing personal, is there? It's all business. He just seems... There's nothing personal against him. He just seems... He's a fun guy to laugh about and pick on, probably because he's earning more money a minute than we will in our whole lives. So we just feel the need to pick on him. But, um, no, I'm sure he's a great guy, and he's certainly doing a fucking great job, so there's nothing personal. But, yeah, Myrtle has been the brunt of our jokes at times. His talent for picking up the right rider at the right time is like fucking it's great (laughs) it's great man yeah he's the fucking he's um he's the here's another what's the um here's another check you're um you're are you across the back to the future movies or you're you're too young for that no cool (laughs) so he's got he's got the old he's gone back in time and He's got the the All Sports Almanac and he's going back in time and fucking signing people. He comes back and signs people. Yeah. He's Biff. We're going to call him Biff. (laughs) And Biff is something he probably could not do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nah, fucking good on him. Good on him. We're still going to laugh at his expense, but good on him. I'm surprised he doesn't have a Louis Vuitton or something to carry around all his ego in, but I do like the man. He's done good for the sport. Oh shit, you know, props to him, but yeah, he's <laughs> I don't know, he's just one of those guys that's easy to make a joke about. But also yeah. too, I reckon he would probably be a guy who would um, he'd get the joke anyway. So you know like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a Aussie Aussie boy. Well that that's it. That's essentially it. Aussie boy done good. That in in Australia we have what is um, known as the tall poppy syndrome, which is basically when someone does good, the, when someone does really good, they cop a lot of shit. They and that, ex- that, 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 also expi- that also explains why me and Ginge give the Lawrence brothers a lot of shit too. 
um, and yeah. Mertz and, you know, anyone who does really good in Australia opens himself out, opens himself up to cop a lot of shit. But, it, I, um, I don't you even, know. I, I don't even class it as criticism. I class it as... No, no, it's just part of it. Because you should yeah. be doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just an Aussie like, thing, you know. It's You shouldn't have been able to leave this giant island and go and do what you've done. You should have stuck here in the trenches doing fucking nothing like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, you should be on it. You should be fucking screwing batons on a roof in Darwin like yeah. like Ginger is. <laughs> here's a coil gun. Yeah. Here's a box of nails. Go to town. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, that's, um, yeah, the tall poppy syndrome. Look it up. What else you got, Ginger? Are we going to get into this? We're going to get into our top tens. I just, I just want to talk about something with Jet for a second. I know yeah, everyone's man. talking about Jet, but fuck. Yeah. I don't – he hasn't got a nickname yet, does he? It's just Jet. Donut boy. Yeah. Donut boy sometimes, but mostly it's just Jet. He's kind of, but Jet's kind of what, you know, like, so you know how like Aussies, every, every single name, you, so it either gets shortened or if it's already very short, you add a vowel, right? And, but Jet, Jet, yeah, Jet is sort of already a nickname, isn't it? He's sort of yeah. got a name that's a nickname because it's not, you know, he's not a, um, you know, He's not a Wayne or a Shane or or a Steve, you know. <laughs> He's not a Mick. He's, you know, like Jet sort of already a nickname. So I don't know what you do with Jet because it can't be a well, Jet O. It can't be a Jetty. E. It's a, it's a, a tough one. And you I've can't shorten it. It can't it. be G. No. Yeah, what is it, man? He's the janitor. The janitor. Because he just fucking sweeps the floor with everyone. All the titles, mate. Hey, that's fucking not bad. That's not bad. All right, so Mertz, who will never listen to this, and if he does, we've been picking on him. I'll take Um, 10% of all the butt patches. Yeah. (laughs) Hook up up my guy, Ginge, when you fucking get the janitor going. Who can we get to see? We don't even have our mate DB on the TV to start that yet now. So, yeah. No. <laughs> DB could have got that one going for us. Yeah. Anyway, that's not bad. Well, we can give it a good push with the main event moto. Yeah. He. The only thing is you could get the – Lawrence Lawrence has lots of options. Like, you know, there's um, Loza, um, Loza, Laurie. There's a lot of Aussie, you know, like – if some anybody who's called Lawrence for a first name in Australia is going to be a Loza or a Laurie, yeah. so there's um, but yeah, the janitor, the janitor's not bad. Yeah, it does make sense. Like you know, because Hunter's yeah. already got his nickname Katniss. Because Katniss, yeah, that's yeah, he volunteered. That's that's he did. He volunteered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people not getting that right now, but no. <laughs> but I promise you, they will. Kat, Katniss, just have a good think about it, and you'll you'll get it. It might take you a little while, but you'll get it. From Let's get into these top back. tens, man. Righto, righto. You want me to start? So four fifties. This yeah. is our top top ten predictions for four fifty class. 
which is honestly. And then I'll do top five. No, no, we'll start from 10, man. We'll start from 10 and we'll just work our way through. Yeah, man. This is not going to go well. That's all right. It is so hard. It's so hard. Just just before I start, there is 18 factory riders. 18 factory riders. The field. And and then you've. then you've also got Dylan Ferrandis, who's not factory, you know. So, I mean, wow. So I've got this, and this will be the same thing I say for everybody who's not in like the top three. But like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bam Bam's number ten for me. Thoughts? Who's your not? Who's and who's your number ten? And thoughts on Bam Bam being number ten? He's got to slow down a bit at some stage. That's that. That's it. And I just there was people I just had to put in front of him. Well, he's slowed down that much. I didn't even think about him. And I've got Wilson in tenth. Damn. Bam, huh? But the thing is with him, he is every chance of winning a race, and still, but still, I've got him at ten. Because I just think that um, I think that there there's young people, and and there's young people, young riders that are um, stepping up, and then there's also old guys that are stepping up to match the young guys. And I don't know if he's going to be one of them. You know, if it rains at East Rutherford, he could win the race. You know, <laughs> so but that's who yeah. I've got, man. You got Dino at number ten. Yeah, I just think Dean, he's he's content with getting sort of between 10, 15. He'll just slowly chug away at the points, just be consistently there. People he is coming off some field. really good... He's always going to be a position better every time someone gets injured. Like, as sad as that is to say, but he's always in that... Eight to fifteen range. He's always there to score points. He is coming off a um a very good Aussie series, and that used to that definitely used to um work well for Brayton. Brayton used to come into the uh, AMA Supercross really tuned up from the Aussie Supercross. Um, he's had some really good results in the early rounds. That's all right, yeah. man. That was it. I think that was our first loud burp that was just, uh, just a couple of minutes <laughs> back there. It's all just starting to curl up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, um, yeah, cool. Number nine, man. So number nine for me. And I, I'm going to say, I, oh, I still have to. so it, nervous talking about this. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to be, I have to say sorry again. I'm going to say sorry a lot. Is is saying sorry, Steve. It's the truth. I, I have to, man. It's 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 the sort of guy I'm a nice guy. AP and AP is like my of the 450 class. He's either my favourite or my second favourite rider. It's it's a toss up between him and AC. Um, but um, yeah, man, you know, and and AP the same. It was, and this one says about this class. Like, AP could win a race. You know, on his given night, same as last year when when all their hearts were broken. Um, but you know, um, 
I look at this list of who I've got in front of him and I'm I'm comfortable with it, you know? So yeah. who's your ninth man? Who you got in nine? I've got Malcolm. You got Malcolm at nine. Nice. I got him up a little bit higher than that. But yeah. the, it, Mal, Malcolm is the flying at the test track guy for 2024. He is the flying at the test track guy. It's just you look at the year before last and it was the run-ins with Anderson. Yep. It was always it was always something and it was always someone else's fault. Um, that's what I've got written there is being in the race, really. And that's all I can really think about it. He's another year yeah. of not racing, which he's done many a times from injuries. Like, remember the the Bullfrog Honda incident in the whoops? Like, yeah, did his leg again come out swinging? But what happened again? Like, it's just time and time again it happens. And is he? He's never finished a season on the 450. So mm. what would make you think that he would be higher on the list? He, like everyone says, mm. got to finish the season. I'll very much pick my list on heart, not head. So, yeah. So, and, yeah, I, I just I want him to do really well. You've probably also just fucked your um, chances of taking in Barry Mundy fishing in Darwin so because, you but know, he's a big fisherman. Darwin. He's a big nah, nah oh, not that I know of, but he's a big, but he's yeah. a big fisherman. He loves he fishing more than Moto. Catches them little bass, only little fish. It's no fun. Bass. I don't even know what a bass is, man. I know bass is a big fish for for people fishing in America, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck a bass yeah, is. They're, they're just little fish. Little fish. Good eating. Fish. Must be good. They must be good eating. They must be good. I think. I think that. The whole thing is that they're hard to catch. Ah, uh, they they put up a fight. It's not the they put up a fight. Yeah, being able to eat them or anything like that. I think they're just very hard to get to bite your lure. Or it'd be along those lines. I think I've never been bass fishing, so no. But I'd say that'd no, be what no. it's all about. I love a bit of fishing, but I'm a very yeah, my my fishing knowledge isn't there. You know, like I'm not. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not right up on, right up on stuff. Done. Done a lot of fishing as a young bloke, but yeah, not not right up on stuff. That's for sure. Flathead's my favourite thing to catch. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they, because um, you virtually don't have to fucking gut them or well, you don't have to scale them because they got they they don't they're not a scaly fish, and you don't have to gut them because all the meat's in the tail. You just chop the tail off and you just you you just cook that. Cook that bitch up in some beer batter, and she's good to go. Ooh. So yeah, that's hungry. that's why I like the flathead. <laughs> anything with like a flathead is the only thing with a flathead is if you grab them wrong, that that poison fucking dart will yeah, fucking right. stab you between your thumb so, and your fucking finger, and so, fucking that's not good. Oh that. <laughs> yeah, man. If if you're going for flatheads, take a rag or gloves or fucking whatever. Sometimes it's just the fucking um, plastic bag that your ice was in or whatever. It's like put something over your hand when you grab that bastard because they've got these barbs, barbs behind their gills. Uh, that yeah, they're not po- they're not poison like send you. To, they're not poison like send you to hospital poison, but they're poison yeah. like make it fucking hurt poison. Yeah, yeah. But um, like no, nah, good eating. 
Good eating, not like a blue ring now. Jack. I love Mangrove Jack. And they're the same. They're, they're hard to catch. They do get yeah. to a big fish, but usually when you catch them, they're not overly massive. They're just, they're fun to catch. They're delicious to eat. Mm. Um, I like fishing off the bank with some live bait and stuff, just throwing the cast net around and living life on the edge with your ankles in the water and stuff around here. It's a bit of a, bit of Dude. a wild thing to do. Fish safe. There's no fucking way I'm doing that, man. Now my my favorite my favorite is just down by the coast off a off a jetty. Just, I mean I don't have a boat, but down by the yeah. coast off a jetty, um, and you know flathead or or whiting or you know just in, anything it doesn't matter. Oh. Like, but yeah, Flat, flathead's the only thing I'll keep because it's easy to they're easy to prep and cook. Yeah, whiting and that sort of thing tastes good, but it's too much fucking around all the bones and shit. I might as well yeah. just fucking throw throw that back, and then if I want to eat some fish, you go to the fish and chip shop. So, yeah, we yeah. just use that for live bait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a go, man. Who you got for number eight? Number eight, I've got Anderson. You got Ando. I've got Hunter. I've got Hunter, Hunter, which was, and Hunter moved around my list a few times. There's if there's like is I'll better not show the list because that'll be a spoiler. But there's a few where there's some white out sections. There's some white out sections on my list <laughs> where I changed my mind. But I didn't want to redo the whole list. And um yeah. I just think I think there could be just a touch of inconsistency with him. I think he'll have some really good results. I think Honda might get a um, a couple of podiums, but I think there'll be um just a touch of inconsistency there. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, I've got I've him got right. Written, I've got Anderson written down for just another letdown year. I think the new frame on that Kawasaki, everyone's saying that it, it turns nicer and this and that. Mm. I don't think that the motorcycle turning is going to make you actually want to do it. Because last year it just looked like he didn't fucking want to be there. He just didn't want to do it. Unless he turns up and... I can see that he looks like he wants to have a crack. Then I'll be, I would put him a bit higher. But from last year, I sort of say eight square is that. Cool, man. Cool. Hey, um, I'm gonna just pause this for a pee break, man. Yep. These uh, Carlton drafts are already getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we're back. We're back. The old back. bloke just had to have the old bloke just had to have a pee stop, and the young bloke just had to go and get some more uh, some more VBs. So, dude, you were just talking about um, Anderson, and um, have you did you hear Anderson's explanation on last year from the um, from the media day they had at Anaheim? Did he blame the shock? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? I don't really know. Like, they've always got to blame something. Right? They, they can't. They can't ever put the blame on themselves. And mm. like, I just sit here and think, "Fuck, you're such a good rider. Surely, like, I don't know, but surely you can ride around it. Like, 
surely you've written some shit stuff before and you've made it work. Mm. Well, what he said was that in the air and go, oh, I'm not, I'm not liking it, and then just put an end to it. Yeah, there was a bit stupid. There was two parts. There was two parts. So when he said like in the two parts, it made a bit more sense. Was where he said the pace, the pace had raised from the previous year. Yeah, and that the when he tried to, you know, get up to the you know twenty three pace from from the twenty two pace, the shock wouldn't allow it. You know, it was yeah, putting no, him on okay. the ground. So, um. There was, you know, he did recognise that others had gotten faster than what he was doing in twenty two, so that made sense. What doesn't make sense to me, and it just, it just never will, like ever, ever, is when, when a, a rider recognises something that's not working on a bike, and and it's always a factory team. Factory teams are slow to remedy that. That they're they're like stuck stuck in. Oh no, this is the way forward. This is what we're going to do. Like like Coop when he wanted to change the forks. Um, you know, there's a million examples that I can't think of yeah. right now. Where where a rider was like this. Yeah, where this this shit is not working. Let's try something else. Um, and uh, and factory teams get all weirded out about it because of the, you know. I guess I can understand it. I've worked for big companies before, and and um, you know I can I can understand the, the politics of it a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, but that sort of did that did give me confidence in Ando that okay, so he's liking the new bike better. That shock problem's hopefully gone. So I've got him up the list a bit because he's yeah. twenty two season. He's twenty two season man was one of the best non-championship seasons there's ever been. I ran the stats on it for a, for a story back then. And yeah. um yeah, it was that that's he won he's he won seven races and he he podiumed X amount, I can't remember exactly, but that was that's our second second burp, second loud burp. It's gonna get the, worse from here. For the it's show. Get worse from here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge burper from beer man. Yeah. Um, Coke makes me Coke makes me burp, but beer well, when, not quite so much. Yeah, if we were smashing, like, if we were smashing, smashing cokes, I'd be burping a lot. Depends if you smash six VBs in two hours. Well, that's probably different. I'm only on number four, <laughs> and I, I don't even. I have no intentions of trying to keep up with you <sighs> because I'm. I'm old and I can't drink very good anymore. But uh, let's move on to number seven. I got Cooper Webb, man, which hurts my heart. Do you really? It hurts my heart. Uh, yeah, it hurts my heart to have Cooper at seven. Too low. Tell too me low. Yeah, tell me why. Because, because he's a two-time champion, um, because he... Just seems to find a way. He's not a guy that I would ever write off. Um, I'd never write his chances off. You know, he's he's the guy that when he looks shit house like he did in Paris, 
and um, I could see him. I can see him by about round four winning a winning a fucking race. You know, I can't see him winning the championship this year. But if we get to round fifteen and he's in the mix, I won't be surprised either. Um, and the, I mean, the guys I've gotten, you know, it's, this this shit is so stacked, man. Like, I, I will die. I will die. I will die on the hill saying 1990 was the most stacked and best ever season. But fuck, this one's up there. This one's up there. You know, that was um, the year so, I was born. So I never watched that. <laughs> so you're not you you're not you're not right across it. Oh man, like. I, I'm going to refrain from getting on a rant about how good 1990 was <laughs> because we got other, we got a lot of other shit to cover. Yeah. But yeah, just young youngsters, youngsters listening, just just yes. fucking trust me. Like, <laughs> just trust me. Yeah, yeah. That's so, maybe another show. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a show where I dive deep into 1990 if I'm ever lucky enough to get one of the legends that race then or something yeah that would be the go but yeah who's your uh, who's your number seven i've got plessinger there you got ap there yeah no i get that yeah i get that that's the i've got written there no wins just chugs along chugs along yeah racks up points cool. the season. six just... ac Six, you got AC. Ah, that makes me feel worse because I left AC off the list. And AC's my favourite guy. He's my man. I feel fucking so bad right now, man. I've got this wave of fucking... <laughs> guilt. Regret. Re- is it regret or salt? No, it's fucking guilt. I've got a wave of guilt. I've just had a wave of guilt come over me. Fuck! How well, the fuck could I leave I AC off? There because he's my guy. I don't know. Me and AC, I think me and AC would. He finished the season. Me and AC last. would be best mates if yeah, we, and that's if the we ever met. Step. Yeah, we would be best mates if we ever actually meet. I'll be his best mate. It won't be Chris Betts, the base, baseball guy. <laughs> I would be AC's best mate. I don't know why. I just I think we just click. But anyway, yeah. So that's um. No, fuck. Okay. Yeah. But you I know what? Fucking. I, I, I would never be so happy to be wrong. I would never be so happy to be wrong. I can guarantee you with that. Yeah. But does Nicky Rice now not at that pace that he was previously? And he just sort of he does what he needs to to get the season finished. Yeah, and I've got he gets some podiums, but some bad results let him down. Like I don't know if there's yeah, you know anything could happen. He could just be sick one week, have a rough week. I don't know, but it's there's always a race sprinkled in there somewhere that will let him down. Where it's like a ninth or a tenth or something. Yeah, yeah, this is hard, man. It's hard. Mm. So my 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 six is Mookie. Yeah, righto. Yeah, For a yeah. That and hasn't finished yeah, the season. I know. Yeah, it's and it's. I've bought <laughs> into the hype. I've bought into the hype. I have. 
There's white out. There's white out under where Mookie is written because he was higher. I changed. And I, I cha- I, I've bought into the hype of the flying at the test track straight up. That, that's why he's my number six. Yeah. It was, I so. was typing up Christian Craig to win A1 last year, and that was never going to happen. You were, yeah. I was on the I was on the train. It's like he's gonna do it. He's on the bike, he's got the team, he's got everything he ever wanted, and he just completely shit the bed. Yep. Yeah, nah, I um you're not the same guy. Not the same guy as um he was on that Star two fifty, is he? Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't got I haven't got um I haven't got Christian Craig on my list, no. All right, man. Number five. So number five, I've got Ando. I've got JA, so which you've already had. Yeah. And that's based on, man, that's based on um, that, um, you know, him talking about the shock and how he felt about the new bike and that sort of thing. And and it's based on thinking back to his 22 season, which was which was so great. So, um, yeah, who have you got at number five, man? I've got Roxanne. Cool, cool, cool. No, I, think, I can. Yeah. I think no wins, but he'll be top five most of the year. He seems to like the bike as it is, prehistoric, and he hasn't been making many changes to it from what I've seen on online. So that could be a benefit for him, where he's coming into the season a bit more open just to ride a bike rather than change a bike, which he has done in the past. I can, I you know, man. Some podiums. I, I just, I don't see the win there anymore for him. Not with the four people. The Kickstarter, the Kickstarter him. on the podium, man. The Kickstarter on the podium. You're not seeing that. Yeah. No. Nah, that's get some hey. podiums, but I just don't think he'll get any wins. I just don't think he'll get it. So I had this, I had this harebrained scheme. So I'm, I'm one of these old guys. So when I was a young bloke, you used to buy the Trading Post. Which, so this is way before eBay, yeah, Craigslist for the you US post, guys, <laughs> the Trading Post. And I'd go through that, and I'd be like, oh, you know, looking for fucking bargains. Old, I used to fuck around a lot with old cars, old bikes, and. Um, Nowadays, I still do that, but nowadays eBay Marketplace is sort of the the new version. And I'll go through there. No, no fucking intention of spending a cent, but I'll spend. I could spend a fucking hour in bed looking at fucking Marketplace, thinking I could buy that. I could flip that and make some money. I could buy that and make something cool out of that. Anyway, there was a uh, a really cheap might have been blown up or mistreated or whatever one of them rmx 450s which are an rmz based bike with an electric start and i thought that's the shit i'm going to buy that and then i'm going to buy an rms new rmz and fucking make an electric start rmz (laughs) (laughs) because i think i'm pretty sure i've I've heard somewhere i think the cases are still the same i think that the the cases and all that the bottom end is still the same so you could make a new rmz electric start and i was thought how cool would that be just to go to a race line up as an old c grader 
on a Suzuki and just fucking hit the button and have everyone yeah. be like, fucking wow. You know, Kenny doesn't That's even it. have that. And this old cunt's got a fucking electric start RMZ. But then I, I thought better of myself that I don't have the money all the time. So that'd be another thing for SMX is make the riders ride a 10 year old motorcycle. Oh, Kenny wins. Kenny wins because he doesn't have to fucking change it. Kenny Kenny has to change like three parts. He, Kenny changes three three parts. And, some uh, everyone, that didn't exist. <laughs> and everyone else everyone else is just in fucking turmoil. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I like that. You that would um, Jet and Hunter on that limousine looking Honda that looked like it was a hundred mil off the ground. <laughs> yes. With the dual pipes, yeah. go, go, you want to go back to go back to Carby, go back to Carby era. That's what would really <laughs> fuck them up, fuck everyone. Up. Go back to Carby force. Go back to, even more than two strokes. If you go back to Carby four strokes, that would fuck everyone up. The only thing then is the only problem with that is that then the Lawrence brothers. Just give him the trophy straight away because the Honda was fucking so much better oh. than everything else. Yeah. And when they when you with like the car before strokes, the only fucking one that was really good was the Honda. So that I would can be tell a, you, you know, now, the two thousand and six Honda one two five, they shit the bed with that bike. That thing is probably it definitely is the biggest piece of shit I've ever ridden in my life. Is it really? Yeah. It was I don't just know an absolute he, piece of shit. I don't know much about those last of the CR one two fives. Yeah, nice looking just, bike, but I don't I don't know a great deal about them. Hmm. They put so. so much that's your most hated. That's your most hated bike. Hated. See them two jerseys up there. They were the yep. two jerseys I got given to like race that bike for the shop up here. Yeah, I got on that bike, and that was that was it. I was over it. I couldn't do it anymore. It was just a fucking piece of shit. And I will. Was it? Going, uh, was that slow? Seven. No, it was just always having dramas. Like you couldn't even really? warm it up without fouling a plug. You mm. you kicked that thing over. You were gone. You just had to. Anytime that motor was on, you had to just wring the fucking piss out of it. Mm. And it had spent okay. that many hours in the shop trying to figure out what's going on. We put new head, barrel, changed all the the throttle pin heights. We did jets, everything, new bowls in it, new exhaust valves, the fucking RC valve on the side of it. It was just... A fucking piece of shit. What's your favourite bike that you raced that you've had? As a junior, like I wish I rode a Yamaha, a YZ125, because I can still jump on a YZ125 now and and ride it. If I got on a CR125, I'd just I'd be scared. I just wouldn't be able to do anything on it. I'd just wait for it to die in the corner. Some, but I reckon mm. my favourite 
was my 2018 YZF 250. Yeah. 18, oh, oh yeah, 18, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. still kicked, still kick it. I've only had one electric mm. start bike in my life. That was my 2020 450, that black one that I bought. Um, yeah. But that too, people go, oh, you know, you're in your 30s, you should be on a 450. They do this, they do that. But they are so fucking hard to ride them 450s. I don't care what anyone says. A 450 is just, pardon me. Are you a are you a rever? Are you a rever? On a four fifty, I'm not, but on a two fifty, I am. Okay, yeah. Because I, so I am, I am I'll very much taller. But then on a yeah. two fifty, I'll just be in whatever gear. We'll just mount bounce and carry on like a moron. Because mm. I'm very, very that. much a um a lugger, not a rever. So yeah. I am. I like I'm slow all the time, but I'm really fucking slow on a 250. Whereas on a 450, because I'm a lugger and a short shifter, um, I I'm a, I ride a lot 450 a lot better, even though I'm slow. But that said, I haven't ridden a 450 newer than a 16. Yeah. So they might they might have got a bit fucking wilder since then. Um, so yeah. So you're a 250 guy now. I'm I'm part of the 250 religion for sure. I just don't think you can ride a 450 faster than a 250, and you can do it without being scared. You yeah, just ride it, enjoy yourself. Like, yeah, the need I get it for sure. Is just a bit out of control. Yeah, I get it for sure. Like, if I because I I ride off road a fair bit as well as yeah. going to moto, moto tracks if i was only riding moto tracks i'm riding a 250 for sure um yeah. but if i when when i get a chance to go to so where i live it is super super flat it's flat as fuck but when i get a chance to go to the mountains and do some good trail riding i love a 450 in that um oh, definitely that That'd is be. that is yeah, riding in the mountains, riding in the hills, trail riding on a 450 is great, man. Stick that bitch in third gear and just have a ball, you know. Um, yeah. And and I've, uh, you know, I really love um, love that sort of thing, you know, especially, you know, like my older 450 and that was is a bit of a tractor and that sort of thing. But still, man, I don't know, nowadays, you know, they've gotten faster. Like I said, the newest 450 I've ridden to, is a 16 it was a 16 cowie yeah. that was and i love I, that was a fucking great bike but um yeah so when i do eventually ever update i don't know what i'm likely to get that was burp number three That's <laughs> th th three burps <laughs> three strikes you're out <laughs> dude no man there's no there's no out this is the christmas show <laughs> who you got hey, at number four I fully agree with what you're saying. Like a 450 would be nice, like beautiful to ride out through what we call the bush up here because there's, there's yeah, no yeah. or anything. But just around the yeah, track. Stick it in, yeah, stick it in third, mate. Stick it in third and just enjoy yourself. Yeah. It'll go It'll go down any straight and up any hill in third gear and you just, you know, just, you're you, just having a ball. 
Let when you eat. go to a motocross yeah. club and the fastest person at that motocross club is a 15-year-old kid on a 125, you don't need a 450. You need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Some of these kids, man, like ridiculous. Is there any who who's the um we I was just about to move on to who you got number four, but no, that's right. But the on the outside gate, we love tangents, so we're going to go off on a tangent, and it's a Christmas show, so it's going to run long. Who who's the who? So in recent times or in ever, who's the the gun rider? Who's the gun Northern Territory rider? Who's the guy that? When you when when the old Northern Territory Moto boys are bench racing, they who's the guy they're talking about? Um, it's Liam Walsh. Oh, righto, yep. Liam Walsh yep. has got he has got this ability on a motorcycle to just it looks like. Nothing. He's just fucking with everyone on the track. He really is. Is he? Is he any relation to David Walsh? Yeah. Yeah. What relation is he? Is he like a? Um... I think they're brothers. They're brothers, are they? Yeah. I think they're brothers. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think they're brothers. Cool. So David Walsh doing all the off-road stuff. Mm. So David Walsh for for international listeners is. Um, He's a he's the premier desert racer of the um, of the time at the moment. So he he I guess uh, stepped into Toby Price's shoes when Toby yeah went uh, overseas yeah and the the Fink Desert Race, which is our premier desert race, and honestly a premier desert race of the world. Um, yeah, while she has, what's he on two, two or three in a row, I think. Um, It'll be something like that. Yeah, since um, I think, I think when Pricey left uh, left doing that, um, we had uh, Stokely win one. Uh, rest in peace to him, who he died in a desert race in the states not long after he won the thing. Um, and I think then, since then, um, I'm probably forgetting someone. I'm sorry, but yeah, um, Walsh, David Walsh has taken over, winning the Fink Desert race since then. So, yeah, and that that, that is basically a race where, if you've seen, um, if you or you probably you may not have seen, just Google um, Toby Price pre-running Fink F I N K E. And you'll find a video where he is on a KDM 500 factory desert bike. And he is on the limiter in top gear for a full minute down a dirt, dirt, um, a dirt, uh, whooped out sort of dirt track. And it looks like, um, yeah, the trees are all stuck together like a blur. It's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing video. So you can see why, uh, Pricey, um, you can see why he went on to win Dakar a couple of times. Yeah. Another good one to watch cool. from the Fink is Jason Hill. Pretty sure it's from 07. 
He hits, there's the 40, I'm pretty sure it's called the 40 mile mark. I've never been down there to watch it, but the 40 mile mark is just a ski jump. And I'm pretty sure Hilly just comes into that thing just fifth nailed. Launches. Like a, like yeah. 100, 120 feet into just the most absurd looking thing you've ever seen. Just, it's filthy. So the think the think rally is um it is right at the bottom of your state the northern territory so it sounds like something that um you know it's, it's in the same state that sort of sounds like something where you would um be able to go and see but how far is how far how far is it like the northern territory is a big it's a big state man like so to put it in perspective and I know I know I have you us listeners is so australia ge- geographically the size of australia is about the same size as the united states and we have what do we have seven seven states six really because the act is just a pissant little thing in the middle of yeah, one I state think it's but, five states and two territories yeah oh yeah yeah that's right because it te- technically Technically, some are called territories and some are called states. But yeah, yeah. so same same size. So whereas the US has on the mainland has fifty states, yeah, we have um, seven. So um, you know, it's uh, so some of the states are, are huge. Like how long is it? it? It's like a you know, at least a two day drive to go from one end of the Northern Territory to the other. If so if you're going from Alice, Alice to Darwin, a two yeah yeah two day drive yeah 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 yeah, yeah if you cool. stopped, otherwise yeah. you, so could not... do, you could do it, but it's a long stretch. Mm. Pardon me. Cool man, let's get That's... back on track to this this right countdown, on, hey. Number four, I've got Kenny. Who you got? Sexton. You got Sexton. Why you got Sexton yeah. at number four? New bike. Uh, yeah, new bike. And I think he has problems with the pressure. You do, man. Yeah. I don't agree with that one, but I, I can certainly see new bike settle in stuff. Um, I think he's okay with pressure. I think, I think his troubles may come to um technique and, and and certainly a mental side of technique but i don't sort of see it as pressure i think he's good with pressure but yeah tell us why man tell us why you disagree well, well i've heard just on the online moto media that he deals with like imposter syndrome. Yep, I've heard about this. Yep. Where he doesn't believe that he should be there. So if he doesn't believe that he should be there and you're adding in Hunter and Jet into the mix that you've just been, all you've heard about them for the last couple of years, you've been on the Honda 450. And now you've got a race against them. Um, whatever's happened for all that could be a negative for him if that's his train of thought 
I just think the new bike, like you've got Webb who won two championships on it and has gone to the Yamaha. Is it that good of a platform to win a championship on with Sexton riding it? With the issues that he's had during the races, whether it's washed the front and stuff like that, whether that was bike characteristics or that was just a mental breakdown during the race, no one can really know, but it's a lot of them crashes have been crashes that we have never seen before. Yeah. Well, my take on Sexton is I think that um, he is way too trusting of that front end and there's a bit of a technique thing, a bit of a mental thing where yeah, where when the when the track is fresher, he's okay. But as the track breaks down, he doesn't adapt, and um, and he still trusts he still trusts that front end in that corner or on that you know in that whatever part of the track he still trusts that front end on lap eighteen, the same way he would trust it on lap one. But the track's fucked by then. That's my take. Um, it's a it's a an uneducated, um, you know, take from a, just a fan. You know, I'm no fucking expert in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But um, I, th- I, but but still, man, he's still the reigning champion. You know, and I feel that going to the KTM um, with the um, the the very smart people there and the uh i think his dad and his program and his trainer and all that's all very smart i think i'm not i don't really have concerns about sexton i think he'll figure it out you know so i've got him a little higher um and that's and that's fair enough that's understandable like he is the yeah champion yeah but you know like and i've got kenny there i've got kenny in number four um and you know man like fuck like if the other if the three in front of him weren't so fucking good you know that, that's why he's number four like fuck he's he's really kenny stepped it up last year he made a big big advancement in um in his um i can't find the right words so i'll just explain his, it but his persona his um his mental state i guess yeah you know i i i feel that he was um he just didn't have his shit together for a good while and i think that when the 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 press conference where he admitted that things were scaring him was the turning point where it was like he he admitted he was opened up um that is so when when a person does that it is and i'm i'm getting fucking deep now that is so empowering and so gives so much freedom to a person when they admit what's been fucking with them and he did that in a press conference to me to me that was a real turning point where and it's fucking to, to, to outside people it's totally understandable that a guy who had such horrific injuries would have demons about it but to a guy that's such a um driven 
guy with such high expectations and that it's also understandable that he struggled to admit that but when once he yeah. did to me that was like the turning point where it's like fucking jobs on now you know and um he's off his off-season ventures uh you know i saw him in melbourne um you know his stuff in the world supercross in paris all that sort of thing like just looked really good and and just looked not just really good as a rider really good just as a person um so you know i think um you know i i honestly i don't think anybody at this stage of his career i don't think anybody would be um begrudge him success you know i think it, it, anything good that kenny does from here on out people would be just like fuck yeah kenny you know and if yeah. they didn't then they're probably a bit of a fucking sad sack sorry ass that you know <laughs> needs to look at themselves you know so yeah and i think the the honda pressure for kenny was so it was just imploding in like on him because it was it was 2017 like the kickoff of 2017 who was the big dog running the show it was kenny yeah yep and then he has that big injury and he comes back but i mean again he's back He's the big dog. Let's see the big dog eat. And he doesn't. Yeah. So then it's just, it's a forever pressure to be like, be the big dog. You're the big dog. Come and eat, mate. Come and eat. It's, I just can't. And I don't know if it was all the motorcycle or whether it was just in his head. Like, it would be nice to, you know, yeah, have an accident like that and then go, I'm going to get onto a different bike and just see how I feel. I'm actually sort of thinking, how would he have went if he didn't get off the Suzuki? Yeah. You don't know, man. Like, yeah. Why did, why did he even work? I mean, that, that team was going away. But yeah, but that, that team was going away. 20, but you got trust in the bike. Like, look what Chad but, did. Like, yeah, you trust the program. You trust mm. the bike. It got you some championships. Got you a lot of wins. Like, stick with that. It's still better yeah. than being off the but bike for two years. I'm pretty sure it's. We're going back a bit, but I'm pretty sure he'd signed with Honda to go to Honda before he even won that outdoors with rch yeah, okay. i'm pretty yeah. sure he was already signed to honda um yeah. so you know but i mean that's the thing the lure of factory like factory honda wants to sign you dudes oh, are fucking signing it you know <laughs> like it's yeah. even though even though you know they talk about the rc curse and it's been so long like factory honda still has that um that aura of um you know that it, that built in the in the eighties and nineties, you know. So, who you got number three, man? It just seems to Who's be... your top three? We're into the top three. No, we're into top three. This is the conversation we're going to get to. This is a conversation we're going. This get is to. we're getting we're getting he this shit's getting heavy now. Top three. Right. How hard was I've it? Got a man. Yeah. Who's who you got in third? See, my top three were the easiest for me. I've got the really? man that had should always have the nickname the spider. 
Mr. Paul Webb. No, it's that guy. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because everyone's at the end of the races, he will hunt you down. He's got you there, and he gets it done. You're caught in a spider web. Like, is there any sort of other way to put it? His nickname's got to be the spider. Why hasn't it been for the last ten years? Look what he did to Hurlings. Like, it needs to be the spider. I don't have an answer, man. It it, do, it makes a fucking lot of sense, man. I don't have an answer. He's been the shark. That's been Tomac. He's been it? the issue. It's always the blood where, in the water. There's blood in the water. You've got a victim. Webby's Webby's you're the Webby's spider. been called the shark. Webby's been called yeah. the shark as well. But yeah, I know. I've heard the term Charlotte's Web because he's comes yeah. from. That Charlotte. neck of the woods where Charlotte is. <laughs> but he's the spot. Carolina, he's that's Carolina, spot. isn't it? Mm. He's your number three. Well, mine's Chase. Oh, so you've already had yeah. Chase. Um, and, um, yeah, I just have a lot of faith in him, you know, like, like I touched on before, yeah. I yeah. have a lot of faith in, in the program the and the fish. people around him. Either which way that goes... You know, like both on new bikes, it's hard to pull that apart. Everyone can probably guess what the top two is going to be. Yeah. And they could be the same between us, but we'll wait till we get there. But having Webb in third was, oh, pardon me, the fucking beer is getting to me. Is that Burp 4? Was that Burp 4? That was sort oh, of like, like half like a Burp. Six or seven. And I don't really give a fuck. Oh, it's so oh, a watching now. Shit. Congratulations. Uh, right, right, right. Hang on a sec. Before, maybe, right, right. Maybe shit's the viewers loose. should shit's go beer for beer with what we're doing. Go back to the start right. of the show. Get some beers. And I'm halfway through number five. I'm halfway through number five. So I'm well behind you on about fucking ten. But um, no, let me just put me. I'm not going to around. I'm putting my glasses on. Seven. I'm <laughs> putting my glasses on for a sec. And um, so, Carlton Draft. Carlton Draft. They should fucking sponsor me, shouldn't they? Carlton Draft. Um, the bottle caps of Carlton Draft stubbies have trivia questions. So, we're going to. So, I've got, I got five here. Let's, uh, let's give them, let's give them a crack. So, Australian Richie Porte. It was like, who the fuck knows that? What moto guy fucking that knows question, that? I'm surprised fuck he hasn't been off. run over yet. Get him better of yeah. So in. if I, I, and I, I'm a cyclist, but I'm not a dickhead cyclist. <laughs> Richie's probably the same. Richie, shit, no. Shit, shout out to shout out to Richie. Like, this is my nah, space. Richie, Richie's probably a fucking top dude. So shout out to him. But yeah, be a good cyclist. He's never taken so, any a, heads in his life. No PDs, nothing. But Clean you can cyclist. be a cyclist. You can be a cyclist and not be a cockhead on the road. 
Next question. Give me which give me one country? more, then I'm going to use the toilet. Oh, right out, yeah. Which That's country just... won the two, 2018 FIFA World Cup? Fuck it. I'll throw that one across the room as was well. Let's start again. No, nah, it was France. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they're, very gen- they're very general knowledge sort of bogan sporting questions and that, yeah. So th- this is bad radio. What does a farrier make? That's not bad. That's not bad. Horseshoes. Beautiful. Bingo. There's one for one for gins. Ginger's one up. This this one non Aussies will have no chance, but it's it's kind of it's fu- it's funny enough. It's funny enough. In fact, go- Google it if you want a real insight into Aussie culture. Who played Sharon Stress Lecky and Kath and Kim? <laughs> Kath and Kim's a fucking great show. If you want, if you really want an insight into fucking Aussie bogans, it's probably it's pretty much it's pretty much Kath and Kim or a series called Howzos is. They're like documentaries into Aussie Bogan life. So, yeah. I don't know who she is. You know her face, though. Magda Skabansky. My missus watches Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim's pretty good, yeah. She's from England. That's all it's ever on. Or Upper Middle Bogan. So she's like... Another good one. She's she's learning Upper Middle Bogan is a very good show. Yes. And you wouldn't believe it. Same question for beer number five. So there you go. So I only had four questions. All right. Take, can I do a quick take the glasses off now break? so I can see this? Do a toilet break. Go for it, man. Toilet break. Let's go. I'm gonna yep. leave my headphones on so they don't shit themselves again. Yeah, yeah. Don't dis don't disconnect your shit because it'll no. take too long to get it going. I like you. I like your hat. <laughs> I got to take it off, man. It's fucking too tight. <laughs> it's giving me a headache. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to hit record, man. Yeah. I'm shit together. All good. All right. Oh, I never stopped it. That's all right. We're all good. We got all that. That might be funny for some outtakes. <laughs> that might be funny for some outtakes. I was going to say, fuck, you're Victorian. Your head should hurt. <laughs> no. No, it's Tasmanians that have two. They have the second one. All right, man. Push it. Do I need to count it in? Do I need to count it in, Producer Joe Stoll? No, you're right. Nah. Three, two, one. Right. Right, we're back. We just had to have another um we just had another another pee break and uh and Ginge needed to stock up on Ginge needed to do a beer run. So um I've got the I got a I got my big esky next to me, so I'm I'm pretty right. If I if I empty that, 
the show's gonna get really fucking sideways. So <laughs> I, think I think I'm I'm pretty right for that. But my 47 year old bladder is definitely not up to scratch for a 30. I'm gonna guess 32 year old. 33. Ooh, I was pretty fucking close. I knew you were early 30s. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty here of um of our top 10 countdown um the actually the choosing number one and two was actually the easiest for me yeah of all of them and like yeah so if you're watching on youtube i had to take that fucking christmas hat on off the count was too fucking tight it was fucking giving me a headache so <laughs> so i'm sorry if you love the christmas hat I like it. I usually wear that to family Christmas events and that sort of thing. And yeah, it's fun. The kids like it, that sort of thing. And I'll wear it as long as I can until it until it gives me a headache. Number two, I've got jet. No segue there, man. Just fucking straight into it. I got jet number two. So you know who I've got number one. So I've got jet number two. Who's your number two? Jet. You got jet number two as well. Yeah. I think that's that's the um, only position we've agreed on thus far. It is, man. Yeah. And it's just, I just can't see, I can see him being the fastest guy. I can't see him not making a few mistakes this year in, in his first 450 season. And so there, there's one reason. The other reason is just purely just just my heart my heart wants eloy to fucking win i'm a, i'm an old cunt i want the old guy to win another one before jet probably goes on a run and wins fucking four of them you know so um you know big eloy fan love the way he goes about it and i just i want eloy to win so there's a lot of heart in that decision but there's also, I guess, the the head in that decision is that I, I can just see Jet making a, a couple of mistakes that Eli won't make. What about yourself, man? So this was this was the only decision in the top ten that I made from the heart. The rest of it was from my head. Yep. I've been a big Eli fan since 2011 when he won Hangtown on the 250, his debut. Um, that's a big thing to do from the get-go as a rookie. Um, and in 2017, I really fired up on the Eli train and I never... Like, I was putting the wheels on that fucking train in the station. I was building that fucking train. I wasn't driving it. I was building it. Go you on. were tooting the horn. Were he you tooting the horn? To, he needs to get this. On the, tr on the train, though, were you tooting the horn? Oh, yeah. After I finished. Were, were you like, choo-choo, choo-choo, toot-toot. Like, like Ralph on The Simpsons. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was inevitable that he was going to win championships. And yeah. 
the only thing that stands in his way from winning this one is Jet. Because just this year, the only thing that was in the way of him winning this championship was his Achilles tendon. That didn't happen. Yeah. We all openly say, like, he could have walked at home, man, with a couple of fourth place positions. Like, he didn't even need to be where he he was when he did when he got that injury. Um, he's a year older. He's a year this. He's a year that. Fucking. Have you watched him ride? Like, you see how good he was in twenty seventeen. You don't think he's as good, or if not better now. He's better it's, now. Yeah. He's getting the results now where he wasn't back then. Yeah, two out, three outdoor titles in a row. And then another one on the Yamaha. But doesn't that just say, like, Supercross, outdoors in one year, cleaned it up, brand new motorcycle. He is the man to be. I don't give a fuck about what people say about Jet. Yes, he's the janitor. But he ain't cleaning shit till Eli has left the building. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's got to clean up Eli's fucking mess afterwards. Yeah. After after Eli's fucking smashed everyone, there's the mess that the janitor's got to clean up afterwards. And and Jet will beat the records Eli's left behind. Jet will win Daytona this year. Without a fucking doubt, like I'd put a fairly hefty wage on that. Um, just seeing what he did at the the hybrid tracks, like you can't say that's not going <coughs> to transition through to Daytona. Obviously, Eli wasn't at them three races, but when you watch Eli race Daytona, it's a composed Eli. It's not a it's not an out-of-control Eli that ran down Dungey in 2017 through the whoops. Mm. It's... Yeah. He's matured. He's unlocked, he's unlocked a different sort of dimension. And I said a while ago, the greatest thing to ever happen on this planet would be to get Danger Boy riding at Tomax. And it happened. And everyone goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, it it's for the dirt truck video. I even said it about something on the Discord. Oh, they just did it for the Discord. And I would, pardon me, it's probably number 12. Which, what, what, how many is that? How many burps? We were going to count number cans, 12, but man. we're counting burps. Is that, is that, it's not 12, man. Plus, That's like, man. I got bad it's like plus. seven. Is that seven? <laughs> is it, so here, hang on. So if you're listening, if you're listening, count Gingy's burps, right? And at some stage, I'll go back and I'll I will um I'll document I'll document Gingy's burps, hey. so I know the actual tally. I was right? a sweet, shy young boy back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And and I I need I need some DMs of how many burps Gingy did and I'll have it documented. We need some scores. Right, and I'll burps I'll be the, the judge. 
I'll, I'll be the judge of whether it was a burp or just a strange, like Northern Territory noise, and and there'll be a prize. Right? I don't know what the prize will be because I don't have any sponsors, but um, there'll be some sort of a prize. All right. So damn how many burps Gingy did. This is the very loose Christmas special. This is a Christmas party. So okay. obviously, Nick, obviously, Nick obviously, I picked. A, they did this. Honestly, the drinking at Christmas. Shout out to Moto <laughs> Limited. Our, our mates, we were both fans of Moto Limited show, Legends. which is um, which is not Legends. happening at the moment. Hope hopefully it comes back in the future. But yeah, Nick and Trent, the the drinking at Christmas is. Uh, Absolutely, an idea stolen from those boys. So, shout out, lads. It's an Australian yeah, tradition. Lads. Yeah, it's got to happen. It is. It's a very Aussie thing to do. Um, Aussie Christmas. It's, it's it's the summertime. It's it's the first holiday of the summer. So, it's synonymous with drinking. So, obviously, my number one pick was Eli as well, man. And there's a lot of there's a lot of heart in that. Yeah. Yeah, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> They'll be able to count it every time. <laughs> That's it. Honorable mentions, man. Honorable mentions for me was was Dylan. I hope Dylan does great on that Phoenix Honda. I yeah. just I could just can't I just can't see him doing amazing things. I can see him doing races here and there that um they're awesome, but maybe you know, satellite team figuring out figuring out things. Um, you know, it's just it's it's tough. It's stacked. You know, um, Christian Craig, I've just left him out. Really, just I just don't think he's quite going to be there with the other guys I picked in the top ten. There's no sort of yeah. you know special reason for that. And AC, which I'm, I'm fucking, I'm really disappointed in myself, to be honest. After you put put AC in, and I didn't, and he's my guy. You know, he he's my best. He, he would, like I said, AC would be my best friend if we ever actually meet and hang out and have some beers and talk about life. You know, like you know, you know me, man. I can get very deep. I can get very yes. deep and psychological on shit. And I think me and AC would be best friends. So I'm. I'm uh, upset at myself for, for not putting him in. But have you got any honourable mentions, man? Um, so I I probably spent an hour going through my top ten. And I got to tenth. And I... A hunter. And Jay Coop. I just <laughs> had... I couldn't find I couldn't even find a spot in my mind for them to be in the top 10 to write them down because they've they've never really shown me that they can do it um, both have had troubles finishing a 250 season um, even an outdoor season which throws a red flag for me in the big scheme of things for a supercross season which is I don't know what you'd say. I'd say it's at least three times harder than an outdoor season. 
So everyone goes, oh, you've got two motos, but you go to A1, you've got two qualifiers, you've got your free practices before it, you've got your heat race, then you've got the main event. So I would say the Supercross season would be even harder to finish than the outdoor season. Um, Hunter and Coop in the mix. I don't even have any notes about Barsha anywhere. Completely forgot. You forgot about Ben. Yeah, especially like how well he was doing at the end of the year. Like at the end of the Supercross season. He was he was riding really good. And I've like filled it all out. And I'm like looking at going, oh, fuck me. You might get haunted, man. You might get haunted by Bam. Imagine if you had a but dream. The, but the same shit. Imagine if you. Imagine. You, I can shit. see. It repeats. I can see Gingy. Gingy goes to sleep tonight. Gingy goes to sleep tonight. And he wakes up in a cold sweat. <laughs> with it from a Bam Bam dream. A Bam Bam dream. You you, you imagine you know, you. Gingy walks into his workshop. He's dream. He's dreaming. He walks into his workshop, opens his fucking toolbox, and Bam's in there. He fucking jumps yeah, out and attacks him. Tight slug just on his tilt in his pants. Just in his size, just... in his size, size twenty four <laughs> pants. Even though he should have a size thirty. Just aggressively yeah. trying to bite you. Um, yeah. You really? What do you think of that? Know. What do you think of like, t- tangent? T- tangent. What do you think of this tight gear, man? Did you did you, have you been wearing the tight gear? I'm very old oh. school. I'm very like I buy I buy pants a size big at the moment because I'm not into the tight gear. So the no gear fit, the no fear gear is from 06. And they're large. That's what I used to wear when I was 15. The camo jersey down the bottom is an extra large. And it's not real long, so you have trouble trying to tuck it in to your pants. And it's tight. And the arms are real short, so... Like, really, I'm a large, but if, because mm. my arms are so long, because I'm sixth one, I need an extra large for my arms, but it's still not long enough to, like, tuck into my pants properly. And You're a long so cat. Tight, it shows the beer gut. Like, I, if I walk oh, around dude. my yeah. here... I dude. look like a fucking pregnant woman. <laughs> dude, dude. All right, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Yes, you're still young. You're still young, all right, but I understand. Gear guys, right? Gear, listen, he, hear me. Hear me. What older guys need, so what anyone sort of mid-30s up needs, we need tight on the shoulders and the chest, show the old guy muscles. Down. <laughs> And we need loose at the gut, and loose at the gut. Like, well, I'm an old guy who stays pretty fit. Like, longer. 
at the bottom. So yeah, like I'm, I'm a I'm a fit old guy. I'm a fit old guy, but trying to lo- trying to keep tight around the you know from the nipples down. That's fucking hard for an old guy. Like you can't keep oh. your shit tight there, unless unless you're Dave Goggins, you ain't keeping your shit tight there. Or Dave but Goggins, yeah. unless you're Dave Goggins or Canada Jeff, you ain't keeping your shit tight there. Above the nipples, we still yeah. have we still have some we still yeah. have some dude strength, you know. <laughs> so you want the you want we want the tight tight around the chest and that loose around the gut. Gear guys, old guy cuts. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is. I'm telling you, that is fucking marketing gold. That's marketing gold. That's what you need. You've got to tuck that tight gear in so hard into your pants. Mm. It's like yeah. so tight on your chest. Fuck me, I do like five laps and I've got to pull off because my nipples are just like wanting to leave the galaxy that Dude, I fucking you- saw. Do you nipple tape? Do you nipple tape? No, it's don't fucking nipple tape. <laughs> dude, that dude, you need a nipple tape. Seriously, <laughs> like, seriously. I nipple tape. I will take your word for it, but I've never done it. I've just pushed through nah. and dealt with it. Now nah, you got a nipple tape, man. So Definitely, I'm, I'm, especially I'm a, a, as you get older. Yeah. Oh no, nah, nah. That's, see, that's the thing. I'm a Victorian. I'm a soft cunt. You, you're a fucking. You're from the territory. So this motherfucker doesn't even wear fucking knee braces or knee cups. Nothing. Then we're talking bare bare knees. No so you were like, armor, were you? Nothing. Were you? Did you make A grade or you were like a fast B grade or an A grade guy? You're about that pace? You make A so grade? When I, was a ju- when I was a junior, when I started riding my piece of shit 06 CR125, I crashed that on a practice day. I was showing off to some friends at school. I threw a whip over this big step down and then I ever jumped it come over the double into the corner. I landed into the face of the berm and I just got punted. I'm, hang on. I'm making, I just need to make a note about the showing off of the school. Yeah. Yeah. I was young. I was 15. Cause that's it. I need to, <laughs> we need to dig into that. That's probably another episode, but we need to dig into the showing off to the school mates because that stuff's in that, great. In that red Jersey there. Um, no, even better. I, even better. I hit, yeah. I hit the ground, I jumped over a lane of the track onto the start lane. My front mud guard hit the ground first, I was still on the bike. The bike rolled over the back of me and I I was knocked out. I was definitely knocked out. And um, the caretaker and some people that were down there were throwing rocks at me. Sorry, there's Bert number eight. Basically, that's at least not. That's at least number ten. <laughs> that's at least Bert number ten. That I crashed on the straight. Hang because on a sec, so man. So the these motherfuckers are throwing rocks at you. Yeah, yeah. This is so. Hey, hey, just pause for a sec. So this is fuck. We're getting into real territory <laughs> shit here. So, so like. <laughs> 
So, if you're listening, Google Google Territory News. Is that what the paper's called? The Territory News? Yeah. NT Where the News. fucking wild shit gets reported? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, NT News. Pay the fucking subscription, guys. This is, if you want to, like, you know, like, if you want if you want your Mick Dundee shit, this is Territory News, all right? Shit's different up there, right? So, st- start again. So, these... So he's fucking knocked out and cunts are throwing rocks. Right, this is this is your northern this is your northern territory fucking safety standards. That he's hang on. There you go. Which what's what number is that? Like fucking ten? Four. No, this is number nine. Number nine. Okay, that's right. I don't feel too bad. I'm on seven. So I'm I'm you know. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable being on number stubby number seven. If you're on number nine, that's all right. That's good because I'm I'm old and I can't drink for shit. So, so they back to it. These cunts are throwing rocks at you when you're knocked out, which is so territory. <laughs> Get up, cunt! There's no kangaroos around here. Make a run for it. But I was yeah. I was out, and I was like, I got up and I thought. And I'm wearing like a, I'm wearing a no fear helmet. Like I actually had one of them. I don't even know. I don't know anyone that ever wore a no fear helmet. I just got that through the gear deal that I had. And I got on the bike and I was like, because my mate saw the crash, but they're like, oh, it didn't look that bad. And then the people that were like throwing the rocks, they didn't see it. Like, get up. Thinking I just weeded out on the start line or something. I did two laps and I'm like, I'm feeling my like my abdominal area. I'm like, I'm still jumping everything. I'm doing my pace. I'm like, but I'm just having trouble like breathing and moving. Oh fuck! Something's going wrong. And I used to ride my bike from my house to the track. And I was meant to do stand-up laps till my dad got there. And obviously that day I didn't because I was showing off to my friends from school. I just clicked fifth and just seat bounced this step down and threw the biggest showing off I could have ever done. Showing off <laughs> from the kids from school. Now, hang on a sec. So just hang so the friends from school was there chicks involved in the friends from school no, that you're showing off no, to? No, no, these are just old dudes. That I no did chicks. BMX with. No, no chicks. No chicks. No chicks. I was okay. just big yeah, dog, cool. mate. I was big dog. It's probably you're probably lucky that there wasn't chicks involved. Well, I can I can remember chicks <laughs> coming to watch. I can remember when chicks would come to watch guys ride, and yeah, oh. All, all the levels were raised of what you know. All, all the levels wow. were raised of, of what you were prepared to do when there was chicks watching. Well, I just did this for a group of boys that were at school with me, and I got on my bike. I did my laps. I just pull up. I went to the toilet, and I was like, "There's something wrong with me." I've looked at my dad. I was like, I fucking had a big crash before. Something wrong with me. And I went to do a piss and blood. Cock. 
I got a cock that's like this big. It was fucking because oh. I was going through shock. Like I was already in shock. I'm like trying to piss. Is that what happens piss. in like, shock? Yeah, Did I you, couldn't. Is piss. that what happens in shock? What you get? Your yeah. cock shrinks in shock. Yeah, it's like a balloon, really? knot, mate. Yeah. And really. I jumped. I don't on, think I've I ever experienced that. Me old man's gone. Get on your bike, ride it home. I'm not fucking taking you home the same, you know, moto dad. So I rode six k's home, jumped in the shower, and my piss was like redder than the devil's dick. Fuck. Yeah, you know this. I don't think I've ever. I've. Don't think I've ever pissed blood. I've I've spewed blood from um, drinking things, but I've never, <laughs> I've never um, pissed blood from an accident. No, that's why when I haven't done it. I've, I've smashed myself up pretty good, but I've never pissed blood from an accident. Yeah, I think I've ever pissed blood at all. So, dude, that would be scary. It'd be scary. Yeah, scary. But. I'd had it happen before. I had a BMX accident, like at the skate park. I got a bruised kidney, and I come home and I piss blood. It was like you know, four or five hours in the hospital. And they sent me back home and sort of said, "Don't drink anything other than water and electrolytes," and, and then it was all fine. But this one was pretty major. I rode home, and my my dad had no interest in sort of, he knew I was hurt, but, you know, that sort of crash warrants like femurs, tib, fib, shoulder, collarbone, something. But I had no marks on me. I had literally gone probably 75 feet to this helmet first into the dirt and done two more laps. Ridden home. The ambulance turned up, and they thought it was child abuse. Fucking hell. Because there was no, I had no grazes or anything on me. My dad's like, oh, go and have a look at the bike out the back. Like, the subframes all twisted, the pipes all smashed in, normal shit. And they've looked at the CRF 50 that I had that I used to ride around the bush with me mates. And they're like, oh, you couldn't do that on that. It's like, no, no, the other bike's like out the back it's fucked so what was the bike I mean, what, what bike is that that was the 06 cr125 oh fuck yep and so they loaded me up in the ambulance got me on the green whistle and i spent at the time i didn't know Pardon me, there's like number 11. There's another one, another one. Burp, yeah, count the burp, count the burps, guys. Count them. I'd spent, I would say, just on memory, it's a long time ago, I'd spent over a week in ICU. I'd ripped my spleen, my kidney, and my pancreas in that accident. Fucking hell. That's it, that's... That's hard, hardcore, even for a fucking territory guy. And like I see, you know, Brian Deegan is like, oh, you could do it, but your dad's a pussy. It's like, 
you quit everything because you taught your kidney you piece of shit like <laughs> what was he explained it was like i did kidney spleen pancreas so i spent four weeks off the bike after that happened and i raced the anti titles and there was this young fella turn up he was in the full factory kdm truck i cannot remember his name by the life of me i've spoken with train about it he can't find out who he was but he was Aussie number two on a kdm in 2006 and i beat him in a race on my home track i lost that title by two points because he brake checked me in the sand that that would be like i mean i'm sure like if you've spoken to our guy trent ah 2006 that'd be like nah it'd be before it'd be before like ty simmons or any of those guys yeah no, but I remember Ty Simmons because he raced the 60 at the NT titles from He'd SA be after that. At, yeah, yeah, he'd be after at, that, yeah. At Alice Springs. Like, I remember mm. Ty Simmons from Alice Springs. But I'm pretty yep. sure this kid's name was Dylan. Dylan something. He was on a KTM. Um, I spoke. Trent sent me the results from the Aussie titles from 06. Mm. I, I, I never went to them, but people that I raced were like Robbie Chan and stuff like that were higher up high up in there but none of us like the NT titles aren't worth shit to anyone really it was just a thing for me to be like I went toe to toe with Aussie number two at my home track like I can do something hey fuck hey fuck that guy fuck him fuck that guy (laughs) he's probably the best bloke he's probably the fucking best bloke ever and if oh, there's the slightest chance It'd if there's the slightest be. chance he listens to this episode <laughs> fucking hit me up man because imagine if we get you and fucking ginge back on to fucking talk about that battle oh, because i remember but, like every but just for the sake of humor races. yeah just for the sake of humor fuck that guy Fuck that yeah. guy, break checking piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking yeah. what a cunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, we but anyway, we want to know who two, he was. We were the only two kids on two strokes that that weekend. We had three races on their two strokes in one night. We lapped the entire four stroke field in seven laps. So what size bike you're on? You're on one two four. One twenty five. So yeah. So you're on that CR 125 that you hated? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Imagine it, imagine it. Imagine if you could have gotten like a gun mechanic, like fucking, like our guy, fucking RH22 to fucking tune oof. that fucking CR, CR 125. You would have won. MP, MPE to do my suspension or something. Oh, we didn't even yeah. know what doing rider sag was, mate. We ne- never even knew what any of that was. I had a Vortex ignition and a Pro Circuit Shorty silencer. That was it. That was your setup. That was that was all I had. We'd never touched clickers, never done nothing. We, but my dad's a was a pro motocross rider from back in the day in Australia. He'd won the he'd won a lot of Queensland titles, and then went to Speedway 
and he'd won the Queensland Championship on a two-valve and a four-valve solo bike three years in a row. Mr. Dave Anderson was a, still is now, just a fucking unit, just a wild cunt. Let's move on, man, to 250s. Right, let's go. So 250s, there's only so much... You, there's only so much you can talk about because of the pain in the ass, fucking pain in the ass thing of not knowing who the fuck's riding west to talk about for Anaheim one. So as far as we can tell, it sounds like um, sounds like Joe Shimoda's riding west. Uh, sounds like uh, Juju is riding west. Because um, yeah, Tom Tom Vial mentioned something about East, so there's a bit of a bit of a um, bit Why of investigation there. I don't know, man, and and it all could fucking change tomorrow. Um, it sounds like um, with PC, it, I'm sort of guessing that Max and Levi are riding west, and that's really because. Um, there's there's a lot of rumor about Faulkner riding east, and McAdoo and Hamaka are sort of had injuries that are still they're still working through a touch, so that's with PC and then with Husky, um, the the just the the rumor is that RJ is going to do west because Gillum Ferris is um, still learning Supercross. As far as the rest of the teams go, it's anybody's guess. So you can't talk about 250 too much. What we can talk about with 250s, though, is the the hot favourites, basically. So no matter what coast they're on, favourites, which is obviously Hayden Deegan is, to me, Hayden Deegan is the favourite no matter what coast he's on. Um. My guy, Joe Shimoda, is winning whatever coast he's on. And then uh, he's my guy. He's my guy. He's my man. So, yeah, he, he's it. He's it. The little warrior is going to win whatever coast he's on. Um, and then, um, you know, it's, it's really so much we don't know. But really, you know, to me... Shimoda, Deegan is the story of who's the the front runners. Um, I'm also a very big fan of RJ Hampshire. I love that yes. guy's. I I love his attitude, and I love his passion um, that he brings. So um, huge fan of RJ. To me, those three guys, however. It, what works out whatever comes up in the wash latest thing i've heard is digging for east coast so but yeah fuck man we really don't know um any thoughts on 250. it's just like i said earlier i think digging going east is a is a smart idea to win that and then give yourself the opportunity to go west in 25 and win that as well 
rather than just battling away at the West Coast your entire career. Um, sorry. And it's like... There's another uh, one. Another burp. Another, another burp. Yeah. Faulkner and... Uh, what's his fucking name? McAdoo? McAdoo. They have been sort of left in the dust. There's been so many champions come through and progress into the 450 class since they started. You sort of think, like, why do you keep beating your head against the wall? Try something new. Like, change the team or something. The I believe in Forky. Dude, I believe in Forky. No. I believe in Forky. I do. I, I'd, do nah, you... I'd, I'd put a hefty wage on you on that with you right now. That doesn't you don't believe sense. in Forky? No. Fuck, he's really? He's a fast rider. He's a fast rider. He's got, he's got everything he needs to have to do it. When the fuck has he ever finished a season? I know, man. I know. He hasn't finished a season to win one. So why would you say that this one is going to be the one that he wins? You would finish a season before you won one, wouldn't you? Like, it just doesn't... He was this phenom back in 17 that was going to come through and just clean house everyone. He fucking didn't. He's got heaps of wins. But that's it. Like, wins don't get you a ride. No one gives a fuck. You're not finishing the season. I can't argue with that, finish the season. I can't argue with that, man. Listening to you, it, 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 it's all like, I'm talking about Forky from the heart, you know. I want him to. I want him to, man. I I want him to as well, but. I just I, I want I want you to get I'd love nothing more. And this is coming from a guy who I wasn't a Forky fan. I, I wasn't team was Forky at all. I wasn't team but Forky. But I am I am now. This is really hot. <laughs> oh dude. Honestly, man. It, 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 it that I'm not even on board with that, man. Because like I'm gonna get old man, like, the jerseys. I'm just gonna have just that posted on the wall. <laughs> nah, man. Honestly, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm old, and I believe that an older. Well, this is how I am. So I, I believe for, I believe as you get older, your tastes in the ladies have to evolve, and I look at someone like Forky's girl. I can't even remember her name. She's a kid, man. She's to me, she's just a kid. She's a skinny little kid, you know. So to me, there's no oh, like she's hot or whatever. She's like she's she's a fucking little kid, you know. She's a young woman, you know. Like I'd be more interested in what what does her mum look like, you know? Like <laughs> so I'd be more interested in Forky's. I'm more interested in fo- what. <laughs> ginger, ginger beer's lost it. 
Ginger Beer's lost it. <laughs> What's your problem look like? <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, well, I'd, I'd be more like, fuck, fuck his, fuck his mother. Fork and his mother-in-law's fucking hot. Like that's more what I'd be looking like. Cause you know, like it's different when you're an old bloke and when you're an old bloke and you've got your own kids and all that, like your tastes change. You know, so like, I don't know. I'm always I'm a little bit worried when I hear a guy that's my age who's still look looking at a fucking twenty one year old and thinking, Oh fuck yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I and then my age, I think fucking what sort of fucking deviant to you you can't you know like so but anyway but i mean but wind it back forky's missus she's a super pretty young lady she's a child but she's a super pretty young lady so that's cool but man i'm too but i'm team forky i hope he does fucking great you know i hope he does great and what you know even to like I'm a storyteller, man. Like I like I like to write stories. That was number twelve. I'm always I'm always here for the story. Another burp. Always here for the story and the story of if imagine if Forky wins the two fifty title this year, jumps into four fifties, and takes a four fifty title off Jet. Imagine the fucking story, man. Fuck! Imagine the story. Imagine how we're talking about that in ten years' time. I'm always here for the story. Imagine that. Imagine if in fucking twenty thirty five we're talking about. Fuck! You remember in fucking twenty five when Forky fucking come out of nowhere as a four fifty rookie and won a title? Like, I love shit like that, man. Um, um, that that's what I'm here for. So, fuck yeah. Can we take a piss break? Team Forky. We can take a piss break, man. I'm good, but if you need to go, absolutely, man. I need to have a piss break. We've got one more beer in the satchel, I think. Do we need to get some Fucking hell, man. Are you, dr- are, you drinking, are you drinking fucking two at a time or what? No, just one at a time. You're, you're a bit quicker than me. <laughs> That's right. It's fucking hot in the territory. Go for it, man. I have heaps of practice. Hey, um, so, dude, two fifty. Is it is it worth talking more about two fifty? Oh, I'll try and find can. a couple of things. I'll try and find a couple of things. So, um, interestingly, it looks like maybe Jalek Swole uh, is going to ride. Possibly West on Triumph. That'd be cool. Uh, I like Jalik. He's a cool dude. Be cool to see. To me, Triumph has just been way too slow, too cryptic, too weird about their marketing. So it'd be good to just fucking see the bike out there. Just release the bike, get a race team and shut the fuck up. Get it happening. Get it happening. Yeah, it'd be good to see. No great expectations um, of what happens, but just get it out there. It would be good to see. Um, what else have we got? Um, uh, Kevin oh. Ferry, he's riding east. He is riding east, is he? I wasn't sure if he was just futures or east, but... Oh, well, I, I, 
I would have thought being on the triumph team that he would have Swole would have been west and Ferry mm. would have been east. Yeah, I guess so because that's too. But then there's also riding outdoors. Yeah, there's also uh, some. Um, there's a little bit of Moserman talk about uh, Triumph. But that's that it's just talk. Release that I yeah, no, nah, it's not. Video. It's not. It's not. But you see, there's there's been a fair fair few you know rumors, bits and pieces about that. Um, Star Racing. Very can you tell the colonel to shut the fuck up? We're trying to have a podcast. Can you hear the yeah? Can you hear the colonel? Yeah. He's been hooking in just the last yeah, he wants while, to get involved. He? He's like, it's been two hours 40 minutes. Get in, colonel. He loves <laughs> he loves Christmas, man. He loves Christmas. He's a he's a social bird. He loves Such Christmas. A violent little fucker. Violent. Hey? If anybody doesn't know the colonel, well, do yourself a favor and fucking investigate. Look, look him up, the the Colonel Rooster on Instagram. <laughs> he's got his own page. Oh, he's got his own page. You fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's into it. Um, dude, there's not too much else that you can talk about two fifty really. Um, uh, without um, you know. Knowing what the fuck is actually going on, there goes Colonel again. He's uh, he's into it. He's a it good boy. He's a good boy. Oh, I, I guarantee he's a good boy. But is Kitchen going to continue to be start dependent? I think so, man. Yeah, I think so. Um, Kitchen reminds me of Justin Cooper. Uh, there's another one that I can't think of, but particularly Justin Cooper, where if he get he's super fast, if he gets the start, he can be he can be fucking gone. But <laughs> I think adver- adversity is thrown his way, and he gets a bad. It's almost. And this is an un, this is an uneducated opinion, but it's almost as if when he sees the adversity of I've got a bad start, things aren't going my way, that he gets a little disheartened and it puts him off his game. Yeah. And there's a lot of riders through history that have been that way, and I see well, Kitchen as one of those because because fucking hell he's fast when he gets a start and things are going his way. But, you know, like that's, that, that's not enough. He, he doesn't have enough tools there in his fucking tool bag. You know, he needs to be able to get a bad start and be like fucking carve through the field. Like a, um, like a real front runner can, you know? Yeah. So, that's the difference in him, I think. If 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 Kitchen won two rounds, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And if he came eighth in the in the rest of the rounds, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, because he's very he's a very start dependent guy, and it's very very much like Justin Cooper, who is 
fast as fuck. Like, fucking hell, he's quick. Yeah. But, yeah, gets a bad start and he's got to come through the field. It's different, you know. So what else have we got? What else have we got in these satellite teams? Vince. Let's talk about Vince. How's Vince going? <laughs> Vince. Vince is the guy. Vince Vince is the guy that we don't necessarily like. But oh fuck, we like the fact that he's there. How's Vince gonna go? I actually like Vince. Me too. I like that. I like that villain character Mm. that doesn't have. He doesn't have the ability to warrant his place in the championship where he is. But fuck, he always is in the right spots at the right time. The forward. Like, yeah, he's always, he's always there doing what he needs to do to do like, could you imagine, would you even know who he was if he didn't get good starts? No. If he, he didn't get exist. good starts. No one would even know who he the didn't, fuck he is. He didn't um, cause the, the drama and the, um, I'm trying to find the right word, the drama and the, um, the, 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 the carnage, the, the, the fucking um, absolute chaos. The chaos. Chaos is the right <laughs> term. Thank you. If he didn't cause the chaos, he would have, there'd be, it'd be just like, who are you talking about? Who is he? Yeah. Yep. Is he Apparently he's riding 450. Year? 450. Apparently he's riding 450. So, so early word was 250 again. That was the early word, 250 again. But apparently he's riding 450. Top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, Vince isn't riding for anyone else other than Tony. So yeah. Tony and um, Genova. So, but yeah, and, I reckon Vince is. I, I Vince is that uh, sort of shit. I applaud that sort of career. Like, you haven't won any titles. You haven't done anything amazing. But you've upset Eli. You've upset Roxon. You've upset Webb. You've upset Barsha. You've had points where you're like, I'll pay you two grand to take this fucker out on the start line. In the first <laughs> line. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's our like, last that's a last legacy. year world supercross. That is a legacy to live by, no matter who the fuck you are. Like you have done what you've needed to do to make the money you've made, and Vince is. Is it is it fair to say? Do you, cash. Do you think? Surely. Do you think that? Um, do you think that Vince is at the the level where, like, um, min- minstrels? We'll write songs about Vince. 
No. He's not at that level. Band. A tribute oh, band. Yeah. Well. I, I said that. I, I, I thought I was. I thought I was setting that up for a fucking hit. I thought I was setting that up for you to hit that out of the park and say like. Vince minstrels will write songs about Vince. <laughs> I think they will though. <laughs> and then and then you said fucking no. The, Ginge. I set that up for you. You said fucking band. no. It'll be a tribute band. No, because a tribute band at WSX, all he does is upset Dean Wilson. Who I've got for tenth, like if you get a whole shot and so we'll meet will wilson on a an arena cross track you're not going to be any so will eli jet web sexton roxton ac ap to get around like so will factor. will uh will minstrels write songs about dean maybe unless dean writes songs about himself and copyrights them who knows I think they'll write songs about Dean. Why? I think anybody anybody with half a brain could agree that Dean has the prettiest lady in Supercross. Oof. I don't know. I'd go to head hand combat. Oh, come on. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really? Who? I think Dean has the prettiest lady in Supergirls. She's still super young. Like I, I'm still like I'm still at that stage where like I was like, "What's her mum look like?" But she is, she's a, she is be- she is beautiful. Dean knows Mrs. is beautiful. She is a gem. She she is an absolute gem. <laughs> she is a gem. He he has done exceptionally well. Yeah. Who who you ranking in front know. of Dino's misses? Well, if we could do it for a time scale thing and put someone at that same age after seeing Reedy's misses getting that Alpine Star gear last week. Whew. She stacks up, yeah, Reedy's misses stacks up. She's done it right. She's look. She's kept it tight, hasn't she? She's looked after herself. Did you not Good see on her? Yeah, no, I saw jiggle. it. Like, I probably, that. I might. Sounds at like 25. I may not have. Yeah, imagine that at twenty-five, the old pull and jiggle. <laughs> Sounds like I may not have, like, looked as closely <laughs> as you. I may not have, like, I may not, have, I may not have, like, screenshot zoned in blown it up you know as as much and as you did but no, oh, no it's still half your age <laughs> she still is half my age yeah no she's very 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 pretty lady as well yeah very very pretty lady yeah i, I yeah notched that up there pretty highly um and uh riley would slot into that category pretty is that pretty that competition Riley's Forky's, yeah, Forky's, yeah. yeah. She's she is she she's like a she's actually like a model, like a flash ass model for some mm, model so. company or something. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know. 
too much. I, I only know as Forky's missus. She's the blonde the big, monster. The, She's a blonde monster chick. You know, poster. that's all I know. No. Forky did the two-stroke poster deal on his Instagram. It's like it's no. like poster no. style, like back in fucking mid two thousands. Okay, nah. They've only just done it. Looks pretty good. Okay. Like if that was punched up in some magazines back then. Do you think that um do you think she could have been a Chico Roll girl? Chico Roll. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm she's digging selling, deep into she's now I'm digging dogs, deep into mate. <laughs> Now I'm doing. Now I'm digging deep into Australian culture. Could she be in a Chico Roll girl? Ugh. You're you're too young for this. I know the Chico. You're too young for it. You I know, know the Chico Roll. All right. But she. But the, we, we might leave it at that. We better move on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I reckon our preseason reviews. Just about sorted out. Let me just flick through my notes here. I think we're pretty good. We've done our top 10. We've talked a little 250, the 250 that we can. Talked a little privateer stuff. Um, here's a dark horse, man, just as I'm flicking through privateer stuff and I've said, Justin Hill, man, he had a fucking good year last year on Team Tedder. He's probably the one of all the ones we haven't talked about who could do really well again. I'll tell you a little story about Justin Hill. Shoot. From the last round it. in Salt Lake. Um, there is a bunch of us in Darwin that run the Fantasy Supercross, the RMSX. Yep. Yep. And it's a $100 buy-in. Pretty sure I invited you into it, but you didn't want to be a part of it. I invited No, Nick I can't do it. Still. He didn't yeah, want to I, be a part of it. I can't do fantasy. And I spent 16 rounds being beaten by two women. And it wasn't until the 17th round that I won that $800 because I put Justin Hill in third. He was your champion. He... And um, tenth, what was it? Ah, fuck. Tenth. It'll come to me. Justin Hill was your champion. Time. Yeah, got me my yeah. third, and then it was fucking Grant Harlan for tenth for the wild card. Won me the fucking eight hundred bucks on the last round. Just smoked it in. Fucking hell, eh? Justin Hill, hey, have you reached yet? Adjusted to just let him know. Yeah, no. you, <laughs> you should reach yet. Reach yet. You helped you help me, help me win eight hundred bucks. So I just blew on beer. <laughs> no, don't fucking no. Don't tell him you blew it on beer. Tell him that it. Tell him a better story than that. You know, well, don't tell him you blew it on fucking beer. That'd be shit. That's it's telling that you know, I don't know, you fucking the 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 eight hundred bucks that he won you paid for an operation or something, you know, like you gotta fucking 
Yeah, an operation at the BWS yeah. down the corner. <laughs> Op- operation on your on your liver. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh man. That'd be an operation. I just want to have a quick shout out. Is that all right? Oh, shout shout out, man. Oh, I want to have a shout out to Lewis Flack, Court Gudger from Palmerston Repco Auto Center, uh, Morgs from Launch It Race Designs, Caddy, and Steve Schultz. Most of all, Trump 2024. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out. I don't know who any of those cunts are, but shout the fuck out to you. If you're a friend of Ginger, you're a friend of mine. And um, Trump, yeah, like I, I don't like any fucking politicians, man. So, so I don't know what to say about that. I think they're all cunts, no matter where they come from. But I don't, I, I don't. Um, my, my, um, my knowledge about politicians is extremely fucking low. Also, so, dude, let me just look at my, um, my different questions. One I definitely need to know from Captain Ginger Beard is who is your hall pass? This is my hall pass. So if Mrs. Mrs. Ginger Beard gave you a hall pass on a celebrity crush, who is that? Jessica Alba from 2008. Ooh, fire. Jessica Alba's... She's she's like at the tail end of my era, I guess. Yeah, absolute fire. Yeah, totally respect that, dude. <laughs> she was fire. Yeah. Oof. What's it? What was the show? What was the show? What was uh, that what was show? That fucking deep blue. Oh, oh no, nah, uh, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. She was in a series. I I loved it. Oh, it I was. I'm not a TV guy. Like, I, honestly, I, I, we could do a top ten of my TV <laughs> of my TV series I've watched, and I'd struggle to fill ten. That's how much of a TV guy I am. But uh, Dark Angel, that's it. Dark Angel, I love that show. That was fucking cool. Right, Mostly so just Jennifer because Lawrence, of her. Jennifer Lawrence from 2012. <laughs> stick with stick with Alba, man. She's got Lawrence covered. <laughs> Dude, hey, um, here, I know, I know you're into music and I know your answer will be a band that I've never heard of, but what is your <laughs> album? Mate? One album to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? So I heard you talk to the bring this up with RH22 and I was massively disappointed in Tutu's answer but mine would be it would be between North Lane's newest album Obsidian and Architects All our gods have failed us. And they are um metal. 
like they are metal core. They're like metal core bands. Yeah. Heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard of both of them, but I don't um I don't know them. Yeah. I don't know the particular songs that I've heard of the name of the bands. Because Tutu's cool, not that much younger than me, is he? He wouldn't be too much, nah. He's getting yeah, married. 20, 26, 27. He's getting married. Everyone calls her the cougar. Fuck, you want a cougar? She's sitting in the lounge room in there, mate. Yeah, she older than you. No, no, but she's older than two, two. <laughs> hey, uh, so three, three industry people that you can choose to go on a road trip with you and where are you going? Three industry people mm. that are going to go on a that road any, trip. Any, anything to do with the motor industry, media, mechanics, riders, brand ambassadors, you name it, and they're going on a road trip with you. So who are the three people and where are you going? So I reckon I don't know much about this bloke, but I like the way he sounds. I'd pick Johnny Rowe. Johnny Rowe would be coming with me. Um, Track driver of the year. Track driver yeah. of the year 2022. Yep. Johnny, Johnny Rowe would be coming with me. Um. And then from the other end of the industry, I'd have to pick another sticker guy. It'd be Morgan Robinson from Launch Race Designs. And he's your he's your Darwin he's your Darwin graphics he's, guy. Yeah, he's up there. He's the he's the eighty nine up there on the corner. Um, yeah. And I reckon DB is too much of a pussy. Daniel Blair is just like a walking, stopping pussy. I'd have to go. Damn. Damn, that's fucking harsh. That's harsh. Look, he's just a walking, soaking wet vagina of a man. I'd have to go. I'd have to go to TMD. Tool man, Dan. Tool man, Dan. Dan to harden, to harden things, just to harden things up a bit. Yeah, and bring and a bit, a bit of, of bring a bit of masculinity in of, with Tool man, Dan. Arnhem Land, bit of shady camp, bit of fishing, bit of doing some shit that we're not used to, and and see where it goes from there. Brings out. So you're going to take tool, you're going to take Tool man, Dan on the river for some barramundi. Look, if he wants to go looking for barramundi in a Fluoro Green Monster Energy Man King, I will take it. Beautiful. Oh, he'd be up for that for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure, man. Cool. Cool, man. I reckon um there's some good answers there. Hey man, so you know how we end the show. And I know 
because you've already said to me there's no fucking way you're singing <laughs> but that's all right that's all right because i'll i'll uh i've got it covered i'm happy to uh i'm happy to fly so i'm happy to fly solo but dude Fuck if we get you to the, <laughs> if we get to the if we get to the chorus and you're feeling kenny rogers you're feeling it in your heart that you know you know you know when to hold them if you know when to hold them you're happy to join in all right I'll, i'm happy for you to join in i should say i'm starting to slur what are we doing? seven seven stubbies that's that's enough i'm fucking old Two, i might four, have one six eight 10 11. yeah that's all right i'm i'm happy with the fucking statistics there i might have one more afterwards but that's that'll do me speaking of drinks so i handed him my bottle and he drank down my last swallow then he bombed a cigarette and asked me for a light and the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ginge, for being on here for the very first bogan christmas episode apologies again to anybody who's listened for the uh drunken banter and swearing and anything inappropriate that i've said or that ginger said and uh thank you very much for listening cheers number 15 goodbye there was another burp right at the end there. At count count the burps, DM, DM me the accurate amount of burps and there'll be some sort of a prize. Don't know DM what it'll be. Because it, he's a pussy. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>